0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Five, four, three, two, one. Do
2: wanna be This means that Donald Trump will be the forty-fifth President of the United States. And now it's time for your political menage et Join Lisa O'Brien, Sean Castleberry, and Brad Hicks. They are the American Idiots, and it starts now.
3: Oh, you were finished. Oh, well, allow me to retort. And we are live here on
4: the American Idiot Show. There's still an opening for Michael Carnahan. I am Brad Hicks. Join.
2: In studio by Sean Castleberry and the ever opinionated Lisa O'Brien, and the ever so opinionated Mr. Perfectary himself, Sean McKim. We have a plethora of uh, topics to talk about tonight. One, the upcoming train wreck that will be the State of the Union address. I wouldn't well, the union. but it scares me. It really scares me the fact that they're going to give the guy the platform to speak. So it's probably going to be a bunch of pointing fingers and that a kindergartner would do uh, in class with one of his buddies or whatnot. Also, going to talk about the Trump administration passing of a rule to force all waiters and waitresses to turn in their tips to employers. Also on the docket, as Mike has so eloquently posted on our show page, we will discuss the pastor who is accused of assaulting a teen, getting a standing ovation from his church. They gave him a standing O. That is amazing. And uh, Cleveland Indians going to remove the controversial Chief Wahoo logo from all uniforms. All this and a whole lot more will be coming your way this week on the American Idiot Show. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Michael for so greatly am to that interview. I'm a fucking great hype man. Anyway, dude, sit back in the booth, shut the glass, and look at your phone. So you do best. Sean, wait a How are you doing?
4: Doing great. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm trying to put Michael back in the hole where he belongs. Well (laughs) let me get as many laughs as you (laughs) can. Look look at this. Just look at that. Uh, so Sean, I guess we'll start with The State of the Union Address, which uh, mm, I'm I'm cautious, optimism, hopefully.
4: Uh, Your mic's breaking up a little bit.
2: Uh, Can you hear me now? Yes. That is the V is showing. Definitely right. (laughs) Sorry, I love that commercial. Have you seen that commercial, Sean?
4: No, I don't believe so.
2: You, you haven't seen the one at the Verizon commercial? They have the big Verizon, obviously, uh, covered with a, a tart. And uh, they're like, you don't know what it is. And they're like, yeah, it used to be a show. I'm sorry. It's a great commercial. You no, don't I haven't,
4: haven't seen it yet. I'll have to wait for that one.
2: Speaking of commercials, though, before we get started with everything, Super Bowl weekend this weekend, whether you're a Patriots fan or a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Obviously, everyone looking forward to the commercials. Sean, are you looking forward to the commercials?
4: Yes, I'm absolutely looking forward to the commercials and to the destruction of Tom Brady.
2: Whoa, whoa now. Hold on. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I the, I can't get with the Eagles. Empire. I cannot get with the Eagles. Lisa, uh, do you watch the Super Bowl for the game or the commercials or both? I mean, honestly. None. You haven't.
0: None. Do I know? None. The only Super Bowl I watched was Saints' Colt.
3: See, I, I watched watch Super it for Bowl. the commercials.
2: You, I, I have to watch it for the commercials. I mean, although I will say in the last several years, and you all opinion, I know this is getting off topic, but it's kind of breaking the ice. I know that in recent years they've been kind of lame,
4: actually. Yeah, they they've fallen off the game definitely on a lot of those commercials. They used to be pretty funny and uh the last six or seven years it's just you know, kinda of blah. You
3: know,
2: and, yeah. and, and I guess bring and I guess bringing that up, I guess it'll be our first topic of the day. You know, the NFL, um this was a topic that I didn't actually cover here and, and Michael actually pointed out I forgot about this, but uh
3: uh, reaching a
2: call. Uh, and by the way, just to let everybody know, uh, the American Idiot show will probably be going away in the form that you know it now.
1: Um, a little bit of a rebrand.
2: We're, we're, we're rebranding the, the brand. I think we're going to call it the Pulse.
1: Um,
2: you know, because when we try to get someone on the show, it, it seems like they think that we're calling them an American Idiot. When in all actual, actuality, we're the American Idiot. So. So anyways, we're going to come back we're to come back into the Pulse, I believe, and um, same great show. We're going to fire Michael, so it'll be even better. Um, but anyway, going back to the NFL, though, you guys know, you guys' opinion on this. They, they, they have no problem with the players kneeling to a degree uh, in protest, but now AMVETS wanted to put on a, a commercial for the Super Bowl. Financially, was funding the commercial. Everything was going to be okay. The NFL denied it, uh, saying it was too controversial. Asking
3: players and
2: stand. Asking players to stand and whatnot. So, Sean, your opinion on that as far as I know you're a veteran, um, the fact that they denied a veterans group the ability to produce a commercial during the Super Bowl uh, when they, in return, allowed their players to, to do what they did.
4: Well, any veterans group that's out there knows that we as veterans uh, swear an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States, and a part of that Constitution is the freedom of expression and the freedom to protest, and every soldier that's out there knows this. Um, I don't know what group actually put this forward. It's obviously a conservative group, but... You know, to deny people the right to protest is, you know, as unpatriotic as you can be. So, I agree with the NFL's decision.
0: But that's denying the – and that's their right to express their disagreement with the NFL protest. I well, no.
4: Anybody can disagree with what the players are doing, but trying to yeah, force the players – is
0: wrong. They're been explaining why they believe we should all stand for the flag, stand for the national anthem. And they're being denied the right to speak on that issue because it doesn't agree with the protest.
4: Well, again, when, when you look at the Constitution and you look why veterans served, it is to preserve the right for people to protest. And if you take away that right by trying to force people or try to promote a message telling people everyone should stand, you're clearly wrong in doing that.
0: Yeah, but it's the message. It shouldn't matter whether the message agrees with or doesn't agree with. They have a right to, to get their message out there as much as NFL players protesting do and
4: I mean, that message gotten, has been put out there very clearly it's mindset, been all over the news
0: we we have gotten in this mindset where if you don't agree with me you need to shut up there's no more dialogue between competing opinions anymore
3: well I, I would agree I, with uh, that
0: my Mike Rowe had a woman write to the Science Channel and suggest that they fire him because she perceives him as anti-science, right-wing, Trump supporter, and you know, I mean, she was totally wrong on all those things, but she wants to interfere with his livelihood because she doesn't like his opinion. That everyone has a.
4: Everyone has a right to voice their opinion Whether they're right or wrong I mean that's a part of free speech We right. can't censor Protests people They're
0: being denied free speech Well I don't they're think that they are being denied free
4: speech pre-speech. They're, they're oh, yeah. actually asking To force the players To deny their right to protest
0: no. I mean do you John. not see the
4: disconnect there?
0: They're, John, they're They question. want to get their message out why their message has should, clearly been put out. Why they believe we should. And Sean, their message has clearly from, been put
4: out.
1: Sean, if this was from the NFL Players Union, wanting a Super Bowl co- spot, asking to uh, allow, asking, you know, bashing Jerry Jones or saying, please allow the players to kneel, would you agree with that spot? Because if you agree with that spot in praising – and, and praising the ability to allow these players to kneel, then you should agree with the spot to, you know, disagree with that. It, it does fall the, under free speech, in my opinion, because this is AMVEST's opinion. AMVEST is paying the money for the spot. They're, you know, they're not saying the NFL's endorsing this. I believe the whole issue here comes down to a censorship issue. As we've discussed before, I believe that Anvest is being censored from stating their opinion, and I do believe that this is a First Amendment problem. The same First Amendment you talked about that the players used to protest, or uh, yeah, uh, to protest the uh, the same one that they used to protest the national anthem.
4: Okay, but you're asking one you're asking one group to promote their voice in oppression to another group's protest. And that shouldn't precedent? be allowed.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're trying to force the players to stand during the national anthem. No one has to no, do that. No. Andrews
1: <laughs> Andrew has no power in the NFL, Sean. Anthem has no power in the NFL. They're asking them to kindly stand. That's all this ad can do. They can't force. Roger Goodell is not a member of Andrews. Hey, Sean. Sean, I want to. I want to read this. I want to read
2: this to you real quick. This is uh. In a recent letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, AMVET's National Commander Marion Polk said that while his group was well aware of the controversy surrounding players kneeling during the National Anthem and the public relations problems this has caused the NFL, our ad is neither a demand nor a judgment upon those who choose to kneel, Polk said. The ad was a simple, polite request that that represents the sentiment of our membership, particularly those whose missing or paralyzed limbs precludes them from standing. While NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy said via the AP that the league exercises editorial control over contents of ads in the Super Bowl program, which is produced by a third-party publisher. He said that another military-related group the veterans of foreign wars was able to run an ad with the message, we stand for veterans. So, I, I just... You know, Pope basically says in his, in his letter, he says, freedom of speech works both ways. Uh, noting that exactly. the NBA and NHL allowed please stand ads to run their respective programs. We respect the rights of those who choose to protest. These rights are precisely what our members have fought and in many cases died for. But imposing corporate censorship to deny that same right to those veterans who have secured it for us all is reprehensible and totally beyond the pale. The NFL said it does not want to take a position on that. Uh, the national director of Lanham, Maryland-based group, the yeah. star of really by not letting us run the ad, we think they're taking a position. I agree. So if they're not demanding that, I mean, they're, I mean, AMVS can't say, okay, you're going you're gonna to stand or else. I mean, they're not demanding that. But, I mean, politely yeah. asking him to stand is, to me, is nothing bad. What pisses me off about the guy that started all this, this anti-oppression <clears throat> movement by kneeling and shit, comes out in a press conference with a Fidel Castro shirt on. Give me a break. And then you don't take the opportunity to exercise your right to vote. Uh, so you're basically, you know, I mean, Sean, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not getting upset or anything like that. To me, the NFL, Roger Gale and that group were a bunch of fucking asshats.
4: Well, well, re- reading the letter clarifies some things. I thought that they were demanding that people stand. I didn't know that it was a request. So no. it being a request, I don't see the problem with that.
2: I, and to me, honestly, and it boils down to the NFL, Sean, honestly, I think that the NFL does what it should do to make money, in that commercial – uh, it's not as controversial and or will draw eyes like a player on his on it. To me,
4: that's what I think. And you might I be right think. about that. I mean, you, I mean, you, you could man, possibly be right about that. They say that millions of people are tuning out and boycotting the uh, Super Bowl, but I don't think that's true. I think just as many people that have watched the Super Bowl are going to be watching it again this Sunday. And, and- – having their Super Bowl parties and everything, you know. I mean, it's it's a money-making racket. We know that. They exploit the players, you know, to to make billions of dollars, and it's usually tax-free. And, you know, they they rake the it's cities right. to build it's their right. stadiums and, and everything. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you saying that this is a money-making racket, yeah, you're probably right.
2: I mean, you just look at the way the NFL is running. I mean, I enjoy the NFL – for what it is, I and mean, then in, in all honesty, I was, I'm actually curious to see what uh, 2020 holds, is Vince McMahon has uh, announced that the XFL will be coming back, and that was the platform he based that league on, was the anti-political movement, none of that, just pure football. I'll be curious, but uh, I i don't know. I mean, like, I don't see, the, they I don't think that AMVets can demand that they're, that you stand anyway. Like, I mean the commercial, but like you know, reading that letter, I think the NFL made a a huge error by not letting that go. Um, You know, me personally, I don't well pay attention. Like, like I noticed. Like, here, here, here's here's the thought I would like to get from both of y'all is, I'm a huge 49ers fan. I was watching the game uh, middle of the season, and. The commentators made the, the, the comment that they, they showed, of course, the National Anthem. Well, they said, well, we're not going to highlight any of, the, any of the kneeling. We're going to stick. But as soon as they came back from commercial break, the first thing they did was they panned the sideline during the National Anthem and obviously focused on those players who were on their knee during the National Anthem. So, to me, you know, this is another ploy by the media – to draw attention to something that uh, you know I, we all know that in the media ratings are what drives the drives everything and that right now unfortunately is the narrative in the media is dirty laundry all the time it's been that way forever
0: no I would agree well, with that uh, when, when I was growing up uh, we had a friend who visited from England we went to a Saints' Sake exhibition game And she was Looking around as we all stood for the National Anthem She couldn't understand And see that anymore, the Queen? What are y'all doing over there uh, But I was always taught We're standing In respect For those who have fought And no longer fought. It has nothing to do with Government policy It has nothing to do with the presidential administration It has nothing to do with Congress. It has nothing to do with the laws and the rules uh, uh, in the United States at that time. It's for the symbol of our country. And so I've always thought that kneeling during the anthem is not really protesting what it's meant to protest.
2: The right. answer has nothing to do that.
0: with racial equality, or or it's not going to change any ills that you perceive.
4: Well, the only thing uh, it brings about change yeah. in this country is protest. Or, I think
2: it brings. I think in in not saying Lisa's wrong. I think that it brings awareness if it's. Properly, uh, you know, put out there the reasoning why, and, and I think that's where uh, that's where I have to question those that buy into that message to a degree and didn't really say anything except to idolize Colin Kaepernick for the simple fact, Sean. You made the comments yourself, and I know you support his his stance or Neil, as however you want to say it. But you know, you you can't you cannot protest oppression and wear uh, a Castro shirt. That would be like someone coming out wearing a, a Klan shirt saying they, they're they in favor of equality for African Americans. It, it doesn't
4: make any sense. Well, his political <laughs> statement for wearing the Castro shirt, if, if you will, uh, was all about the fact that Castro stood against the American government for over 50 years and was never defeated. He never left power. The American government failed to remove him, and so that was that was a part of his political statement: is that he's going to stand in, you know, against the oppression of the system against African Americans,
0: yeah, and that they're he, not his going. System was, his system was equally oppressive as he claims the American system was. This was no different than Batista. It's actually and, probably worse in regards. The cars are from the 1950s. I mean, they don't have a single model car beyond, like, 1959.
4: Yeah, that because that's due, due to that's Americans... Small. That's due to the American government putting sanctions on the uh, Cuban government. You know, and that doesn't have anything...
0: And what What's about that? all the Cubans that came over to Florida? I mean, I, I grew up with... Uh-huh. Over because and, he was and, murdered. And
4: what about the millions of Americans that leave America every year? You know, that go to Canada or France or England or different countries that do things better than we do.
0: Rosie O'Donnell still lives here, Johnny Depp still lives here. All these people that threaten to do that when Trump won, they're still here.
4: Well, you know? that's their hypocrisy.
0: Like I said, I grew up with, with dozens of people.
2: Uh, I and mean, that's the hypocrisy of the left The left movement. They, well, we're leaving. I mean, look, I'll pack Rosie's bags for her. a lot of packets, but I will. <laughs> I say that, not to fat shame or anything, but I, I'll segue into this. John, I want your opinion. You know, you, the, 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 the left has made such a huge mockery now of John Kerry's statement, uh, wanting to see uh, Trump's birth certificate. But if you go out and you say somebody's overweight or whatnot, uh, then you're burned alive as if you were a witch in the Salem era. But it's okay when they're attacking something that they oppose. Just don't do it you know, don't do it like well, it's mean. Don't funny about it. It's okay. It's complete
4: bullshit. Well, be, well, being somebody that leans more to the left than most of you, um, I can see uh, the perspective of where you're coming from, that there's a lot of hypocrisy in the left. Uh, take Dr. Laura Schlesinger, for example. When she did a television show... The left attacked her. They they called her ugly. They said that she was a horrific-looking woman. Uh, it, was, it it had nothing to do with her substance or 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 you know what she was communicating on her show. It had everything to do with her appearance. And that is a hypocrisy of the left that they do that. Um, it's an unfortunate truth, but it's not the entirety of the left. Not all leftists think that way. You know, a lot of people have been attacking uh, Gov- Governor Huckabee's daughter, you know, for her appearance, you know, being being the uh, press secretary. You know, that's another great example that, you know, why are you attacking her for her appearance if you don't find her attractive or you think that she's overweight or anything? You should attack her for the substance of the, you know, the content that she's putting out there.
2: And, you know, that is a job that I will honestly say I do not uh, envy in the slightest bit. Like, I wouldn't want... It doesn't matter who the president is. I really do not want to be the... the her. I, mean, I don't want her job.
3: To hell with that.
2: Especially... In this, like, look, I don't have an issue with Donald Trump. I really don't. Other than he needs to shut up. And it, it, it just it's like, I don't know. It's like listening to a 12-year-old talk. Like, if he would just stick to doing his job and somebody ban him from Twitter, like keep him off Twitter and like heavily sedate him to where he just not has no choice but to read from like a speech sheet that someone with intelligence writes, that would be great. Because like this whole State of the Union address tomorrow, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm going to watch it. No, I haven't watched a lot of them,
0: but I'm
2: definitely
0: going to watch this one. One of the the problems with Donald Trump is he is a man who has his own mind. So for anyone to handle him, they would need a stun belt. And every time he starts to cross the line, they would have to shock him. And it probably wouldn't work. Because he's, he's set and he's got his own mind and he's going to do what he's going to do. Well,
2: I think we saw Well, I think And I think we saw, Sean, would you agree? And and maybe to you too I think we saw, though, that At the very end of this Political campaign that Donald Trump ran It was almost like Kellyanne Conway was able To break a barrier and say Hey, Donald, I'm I'm not Going to lie to you. You're absolutely Destroying your opportunity Here. Just shut up Dude, and it was like he changed for the last month of the campaign, and you didn't hear from him a whole lot. And when you did hear from him, it was strictly uh, a single type of message that wasn't enshrined with a bunch of "ha ha ha, I told you so," blah, blah blah blah, boardroom, you know, style and stuff. It was a legit campaign, and then it, and then you then you, then and I guess that's where kind of like the last month I thought. Wow. And then he came out and he did his uh, acceptance speech or, and, you know, whatnot, and it actually sounded fairly decent. And I was like, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe maybe that was just a show, and now I don't know. And then it happened. It was like we went total regression again, back to the, like this was one, and I don't know, maybe it is one big show to him. I've talked to several people that have said this. Legitimately think that Donald Trump wants to do good for the country, and then, but I don't know. It's
0: like he can't get out of his own way half the time. Yeah, he he's like I said, he's got his own mind and his own way of seeing things. So, um... and it's just, I don't think we're going to ever change him. I don't think he feels like he needs to be changed. Um,
1: well, before well, we
2: get any further, I mean, a prime I'll example. I just don't get the caller remember, Sean. Go ahead. As I was going to say, before we get anything, we are broadcasting live from the Sub Home vapors Studios here in Little Arkansas. Uh, if you have an opinion on anything uh in the world of politics, pop culture, whatever, call us three four seven nine eight nine one one seven one. Again, three four seven. Nine eight nine one one seven one. I just will remind any and every caller that if you call in, please keep it clean
3: and um, don't tell us to eat shit. I don't want to eat
2: shit or anything like that. I'm on a diet. So if you want to call in with your opinion, we'd love to hear it from you. Um, but again, three four seven nine nine one one seven one. So Sean, we were talking about the state of the union address, and you heard my comment, Sean. Your opinion on the Kellyanne Conway situation at the very end of that. Did it not seem like
4: Shama, that It was a different Trump for like the last month. Well, somehow, some way, they were able to tame him and reel him in a bit. So I think they actually, uh, you know, spoke to him and said, "Hey, you know, you you have a real chance of winning this thing if you just shut the fuck up." And so he really? did. And now, now that he's actually won. You know, he—it's it, all bets are off again, he's just saying whatever he wants. I mean, he just recently said three days ago that you know he doesn't believe in feminism, but he supports all women and he supports equality for everyone. And we know this is a sack of shit statement that he's just pulled out of the you know bottomless pit of his mind because he hates women, he degrades them at every chance that he gets, and objectifies them, sexualizes them, he, he's, he's the complete opposite of what a feminist should be. So for him to say anything about feminism at all, he just needs to shut the fuck up about that.
1: But but Sean, he is a feminist. Didn't you know? He, he came out and said he's a feminist. I mean, he's just like you, Sean.
4: No.
0: No, I think he meant he was a lesbian. <laughs>
4: So now he's a trans You're saying he's a trans woman now
0: No he's a lesbian He likes women
4: Okay so that doesn't make sense He's just a heterosexual male Or he's a trans woman lesbian It's
0: a joke from a movie that I saw uh, It was a joke uh, a bit after I know here I know
4: it was a joke
0: Okay <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, this has gone off the rail. <laughs> well, did anybody else watch the Pegasus World Cup over the weekend?
2: I actually did not. Uh, I was actually doing that thing they call work over the weekend. So, I was, oh my gosh, oh. God! <laughs> I will say congratulations to Gunrunner though for what appeared to be a, a well run trip around the. I mean, I, don't, I mean, that's uh, a thing that, uh, speaking of that, we, on Mike and Mike at night, on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, they will talk everything sports-related as we get closer closer to the what I consider, Sean, I, I, mean, I, yeah, I don't know if you follow it or not, but uh, the Triple Crown uh, is starting to take shape. Uh, sports-related is in prime now, and, and so, you know, as Lisa was alluding to, she had the the big race over the weekend, I guess that would be what they consider a
0: preparatory
3: race
0: for the Triple Crown. No, actually, no, the Pegasus World Cup is a new race. Uh, the first running was last year. This was the second. It is the richest horse race in the world. Horse uh, of $16 million purse. Golly, good Cool. The winner gets $7 million. That
1: makes them run We need
0: a horse suit,
2: Sean. We can can all three get in a big horse suit, and Michael could be the jockey. We just really (laughs) have to learn how to move really fast. Sean, I'm thinking it would
0: work. I, I I do not think we could pass for a thoroughbred. Under, I mean, even on LSD, I don't think anybody would mistake us for a thoroughbred.
1: I think one thing that three fourths of us can agree is Sean's got to be the ass.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. No. So
2: that's, but see, that's the thing. Sean's got that 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 perfect hair, so they would instantly
1: think, man, this is like a
0: hey, I'm the actual girl. <laughs> I've got the
1: mane. <laughs>
4: Sorry to yeah, disagree with thinking... you, but I'm the, I'm the prettiest one here.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Sean <Charles coughs> does have, like, purpose. what is the deal? My bad. Sean's got, like, awesome hair. I mean, at least I'm telling you right now. It doesn't
1: move. It, it doesn't.
2: Like, he literally could be standing in the eye of a hurricane and walk through it and walk to the other side in 400 mile hour wind and the hurricane's just going to dissipate because it's pissed off we can't move it there.
4: This is true. Oh, well, I, 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 I do have great hair.
2: And now he's sporting the, uh, I know he doesn't agree with them, but uh, Sean is in, in secretly inside uh, going duck down.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just my, uh, my grizzly Adams coming out from when I was a kid.
2: <laughs> Next thing you know, Sean will be making duck calls and swatting mosquitoes in Louisiana, <laughs> in Lisa's yeah home state. It's gonna be Lisa's neighbor making duck calls.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> would,
1: would it be Uncle Sean carrying a glass of tea around? I don't know. I, I mean, the last time now, I remember Sean. Right. Do you
2: remember the show we did? We did a Nelson uh, Mandela show. I think it was right after his passing. Was it not,
3: Sean?
4: I believe so.
2: And uh, that was really good show. I mean, we were, uh, at least um, me personally, I was drinking uh, Coca-Cola and soap and, uh, no, what was it? Red Stag. I love that
4: stuff. Red Stag is awesome.
2: <laughs> yes, it
1: is. Awesome. Randall! Black cherry. I
0: need a random button. I need a random <laughs> button over here and the producers. Oh, yeah, been Remember that. Doug Dynasty is in uh, Monroe, I think. Which is not near us. Darn. It's not near New Orleans.
1: We had Sean's retirement plan all planned out. Mm-hmm. Sean, I had your
2: retirement set up. I'm sorry. It didn't work out. Step two was the We'll have to go. So, Sean, let me ask you this. I is the first time I've heard about it. Honestly, I'm, I'm high under a rock, honestly. But uh, the story of the Trump administration passing a rule to force all waiters and waitresses to turn in tips to the employers.
4: Well, you know, as you guys know, I uh, I did a stint in the restaurant industry as a manager, And I've worked side-by-side with these hard-working people that, you know, live on tips. And this administration wants to take that ability away so that they pull all the tips together and spread them out equally among everyone there. And unfortunately, I don't agree with that because these people live on their tips. And some of the people work a lot harder than other people. And the other people don't deserve it if they don't pull their weight.
2: I mean, I can see that, too. you know, I can see that to a degree, honestly, but, like, now, let me ask you this, Sean. Let's say that you have a waitress, um, let's say, at a bar like, it's, you know, all sex-driven, but Twin Peaks or Hooters, that's got the, the right assets for that position and she's pulling in $1,000 a night, busting a table, busting her working tables, you know, waitress, waitressing tables, and she's making what would equivalent to $30 to $40 an hour, and you've got a guy in the back who's doing dishes and whatnot, and he gets paid like 750 to 850 an hour. Do you don't think that he deserves a little bit more than that?
4: I mean Well it, no it, it because it's all, equal. all the posi- well no, all the positions in the back, uh in the kitchen and the dishwashers, they all make an hourly wage. So they're getting paid no matter what. Servers don't always get paid. You know, if a customer has a bad attitude or if they think that the service was bad, they just don't tip anything at all. And that's the sad unfortunate truth about it that dishwasher or that cook that's in the back, they're gonna get paid no matter what. And that's not fair to the servers if you actually think about it. The servers should actually be making an hourly wage that's a livable wage. And then they should be able to get tips on top of that if they do.
2: So well, if uh, let's let's say that it was universal across the board. Let's say like, for example, in certain places here, everybody's paid an hourly wage and it far surpasses the minimum wage um, i say far surpasses it, it's higher than minimum wage by several dollars um now they do a, a tip sharing program at the at the snack facility there um you know they share 10 percent uh with you know i guess they all split it up do you agree with that considering they're all paid that, the same way or if if, if a waitress was paid the same amount as say the guy in the back that's cooking or cleaning or whatever, uh, or the bus boy, uh, or whatever they call. Well, um,
4: yeah. Again, there are many different variables as far as that goes. Your dishwasher is going to make on average about $9 an hour starting. A cook can make up to 27 depending on how many years that he's been in the kitchen. So it it all depends on experience. It depends on time uh, in service, uh, what these other people make that are in the back. Again, they get a guaranteed paycheck. The people that are serving, they don't. And I've personally seen what we would call a 20 top. 20 people come in to eat dinner, and the server gives them excellent service, provides them everything that they need, and then they get stiff with a $5 tip for the entire meal. Now, that's horseshit. You know, but it happens all the time. And these poor servers, when they get this five dollar tip, now they have to pay into the system, and they end up losing money on their paycheck over that.
0: Wow. Right. Now, I I've got a lot of friends who are servers, and the tip pooling generally is with the front of house people. So the yeah, the tip pooling goes to the bar. The tip uh, tips out the bus boys, the hostess, you know whatever. Uh, one, of their, one of the things they are trying to do is institute a tip pooling for all staff in the restaurant. And some restaurants have implemented that as an incentive. The one thing Department of Labor does need is raise, raise that minimum wage. Across the board to seven twenty-five because restaurants set a rate on minimum wage oh.
4: to the server. It's, it's like two it? thirteen an hour. Yeah,
0: but the servers here in our but servers across the, the nation make less than two
4: dollars an hour.
0: Well, that that those servers need to take it up with the Department of Labor.
4: Well, I mean, these are the contracts that they sign. I mean, this happens all across the restaurant industry. Most servers get, you know, less you than or just over $2 an hour. Sean, you
0: cannot contract. You cannot make a contract that is against the law and enforce it. So if, if you go to work for, uh, you know, Tilted tilt and they make you sign a contract that says, I agree for y'all to pay me $1. fifteen an hour, you can take that huh? contract to the Department of Labor and say, yeah. they're only paying them all fifteen an hour, and let the Department of Labor come down on them.
4: It never, it never happens, okay? Servers go to restaurants all over the country.
0: Don't, people don't understand that that's what they can do. I've worked for a law firm that got into serious trouble over overtime. Because okay. a former employee went to the Department of Labor after being discharged. Uh-huh. And had documented how much overtime she had worked and she had never been paid for. All
4: right. So but the restaurant is the that. restaurant industry is completely different though.
0: Well, servers
4: get paid like 225.
0: You know, the, department, the Department of, of Labor, labor,
4: labor department, doesn't care about oversees, servers though.
0: The Department of Labor oversees industry whether it's Administrative, whether it's service, whether it's hotel, whether it's uh uh-huh. uh if the wage and hour policies are and/or state law, your, state uh-huh. law or your Department of Labor can and will enforce and bring them back up to where they ought to be.
4: Okay so in the restaurant industry nationwide from New York to Hawaii even in Alaska okay restaurants are required to only pay like 2 224 an hour because they get tips they do not have to pay minimum wage and when someone well, actually, comes on board to one of these restaurants they sign the paperwork saying that they understand that
0: again In California and Alaska, state lawmakers have actually uh, changed the law, and now restaurants have to pay a higher PIT minimum wage of $7.25 or more. Again, a restaurant can write a contract and say whatever it wants to say, but if the contract violates the law, either in the state or federal law, Uh it's unenforceable.
4: But you're talking about two states that have done that. The rest of the 48 states haven't done that. Again, and so, server, so yeah, servers make two-something yeah. an hour, and there's nothing they can Again, do about
0: it. We're talking about a situation where workers are being made to sign contracts that are illegal. And I'm talking about if that is the case, they need to take those contracts to their state or federal department of labor, and I promise you. No, of it doesn't deal, happen.
4: Anybody that gets hired by any company has to sign paperwork to get aboard that company. You agree to their terms. That is a legal binding contract. And no, no labor department out there is going after
0: these people for this. Well, if it's not being reported to the labor department, they're not. The Labor Department is no. not all-seeing and all-knowing. So, you, so,
4: so you're filing. telling me that the Labor Department has ignored this issue for 40 years knowing that it happens no, because it's general knowledge?
0: Again, to the Labor Department, if nobody, it's kind of like if you come home and your house is broken into and you don't call 911 and report it, the police are not ignoring a crime – this is you. an
4: industry standard.
0: Sean, Sean,
2: Sean, though, let me, can yeah. I, if, if I can real quick clarify something on this this, this broad statement of the, of the rule to enforce the tip, and this may bring a little clarity to the situation. I'm reading an article here in Newsweek, you know, Newsweek.com, and it says the administration's proposal would allow restaurant owners who paid their wait staff as little at 7.25 an hour to collect all the tips left by patrons and do whatever they want with them, regardless of what the diner's intended. So apparently, it's basically saying that the. It, I don't think that that would oppose anybody making under 7.25. I believe they still would have the entitlement to their tips if I'm reading this. if, if that if I read that Correct. correctly or understood yeah. it as I read it. So, Sean, I think that if you make the two dollars or something, I don't think you're even in the worrying about that. I think that it's for those who pay, like you said, the 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 seven twenty five or
1: higher,
0: make close yeah. to minimum wage. And I I worked for a guy who owned a restaurant, and uh, you know we did the payroll and we reported the payroll to the federal and state government, just the way everybody, you know, every any business would. And uh, so you know there is somebody overseeing, but again, it, if nobody, if everybody thinks they're not going to do anything and doesn't go to the Department of Labor, then of course the Department of Labor isn't going to do anything. Right? But if you go to the Department of Labor and give them a chance, because TGI Fridays just had a big uh, a, an agreement to pay nineteen point one million dollars. Over there, to sharing policy.
2: So I think what the Trump administration is doing, and 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 the way it's read, you know, and that's the way it's presented. A lot of the, like the article that I read in there, and this is kind of what me and you, Sean, were kind of talking about, to a degree. um, Let me pause that before it starts playing. Uh, It says Trump wants you to tip restaurant owners, not servers. Very misleading title when it doesn't reflect that, you know, Sean, you said something about they weren't getting paid anything, but if it, it says as little as, so if they're making under that seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour mark, which is what you said, you know, if they're making, a, they're guaranteed that minimum wage guarantee. If they're making under that, then they still have the right to their tips. See, the article doesn't put that out there, and. So does that change anything at all, Tom? The fact
4: that that's in there. Well, if it it doesn't affect people making that that minimum of two whatever an hour, then that's fine because some of these servers make sixty, seventy thousand a year because they hustle and they do a really good job, you know, taking care of their guests. And, you know, the unfortunate Truth that the Trump administration would Try to take anybody's tips away from Them, I think that's just, it's preposterous Because if this takes place at All these other restaurants, eventually It will go through the entire Industry, and they'll end up taking everybody's Tips, and that's just wrong, because nobody Can live off of that And
2: I still think it's got to Go through, what, the Labor Secretary Alex McCompson Will have to go along with
1: it
0: Correct.
1: I mean but he's a Trump appointee. You got are. it's not an idea. Idea.
0: and it's it's actually not it's not that far beyond what is generally kind of an industry standard already and has been for several years. So uh, but uh I mean you know I am not here a lawsuit real. against TGI Fridays for violations of Federal Labor Standards Act and New York Labor Law that was filed in New York. So the the avenues are out there to get uh, to get to improve the situation and to get compliance from a business. But we have to know what they are and know how to do it.
2: And I think, you know, Sean, I think what Lisa was saying, um, to a degree, or I think what Lisa was saying was, is that, you know, if if an employee or, or an employee, uh, you know, I guess I, I was, according to January 1st of 2018, according to the U.S. Uh, Labor Department, the wage for a, a cash wage for a waitress receiving tips or waiter receiving tips is $2.63. If they were to legally bind themselves into a contract for anything less than $2.63, then they can take a copy of that contract, which is unenforceable because, if you can, like she said, you cannot do a contract that straight violates any law and you can take that to the labor department and then the labor department would then, you know, have the option or the ability to then go to said restaurant and say, hey, did you sign this? Yeah, you did, you signed this? So now we have a, a clear violation and then, you know, be reprimanded
0: uh, upon it. I think that's
2: where Lisa was going with that, if I'm All right. not mistaken.
3: But
0: for example, the, the law firm that I had worked, if you punch a clock, You're not a salaried employee. You're an hourly employee. And if you work more than 40 hours, you're entitled to overtime. The law firm I work for, we were salaried employees, but we had to punch a clock. And if we worked overtime, we didn't get paid overtime. We got paid straight, you know, one for one or whatever, any however many hours over 40 that we work the week. And you can't do that. Uh, Louisiana and federal law says you can't do that. If an employee punches a time clock, they're an hourly employee. If you want them on salary, then you can't have them punching a time clock.
2: Well, Sean, I want to... I want to ask you something, and Lisa, I'll let you chime in, too, but I wanted to ask Sean a question. Uh, You're with us, right, John? Yeah. Okay, so let's go. I want to go back, and and I won't mention any names and or people, but you'll you'll know who I'm talking about. I mean, you know, it involves involves how actually honestly how we met and whatnot. But now, um, at a certain facility, you know, the manager made a, a fairly, fairly decent salary, wouldn't you agree, John?
4: It was a livable wage.
2: Okay, I mean, I ain't gonna get into the details, but you know, and then you had the employees that were there overnight. Um, see, I always thought that if you worked overnight, you you got uh, like an extra. Evening. Whatever for whatever, but uh for working overnight. This was at a convenience store. Um but here's a billion dollar company that was paying what 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 was it? Thirty two thirty two hours a week, time is what they were giving away, something like that. And they weren't giving full time.
4: how did uh, that work? Yeah, they the way it worked back then. If you worked 36 hours or more, that was considered full time. So they would they would
2: work you under 32 hours. Uh, I think it was minimum wage, if not just a little bit above. Yeah. And uh, you I mean what were your thoughts on all of that, Sean? Because I know you know you were you were manager at the said location, and like I said, yes. I'm not giving away names. But you know your thoughts on all of that because I mean you know. Ah, you know, I worked there in between, you know, gigs doing what I'm doing now. But and it didn't bother me. But you know, it was kinda of like, Wow, these people are have lost
4: their money. No, I've worked for several companies uh in the retail industry uh over the last fourteen years and that's a common practice. Uh they try to keep all of their hourly employees at part time. They don't have to pay for benefits. Um, right. It's uh, you know it, it's how they save money by screwing over their workers. You know that's just right. uh, corporate greed. That's that's just how the system works. The only way to change oh, that no. system is to change the laws. You know, but no, I didn't agree with it. I hated it. Uh, you know, it's just it, it it it's the way the system works. It's a part of capitalism. You know the people that are in charge make all the money, while the people that do all the work, they don't get anything. I,
2: I'm not gonna lie, I, I pretty much compensated myself with three hot dogs. <laughs> I'm <not gonna> lie.
4: <laughs> well, well I, I didn't mind you having those hot dogs. That was really cool.
2: <laughs> but uh they yeah. were well past the third time. Speaking, uh, that. speaking of the uh, yes, yeah, they were they were unservable <clears throat> to the customers. <laughs> so, therefore, me, AKA so, the human garbage supposed those chicken, those chicken, uh, Tustaquitos, yeah. Of
3: mm-hmm.
2: I took that bullet to the team, Sean.
3: It's all good, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, you know, that's kind of like the Walmart story. Yes, Walmart has advanced their uh, employees to $11 an hour on the flip side, they have closed down a ton of Sam's clubs and. 15000 So, and, they, and there's a hiring freeze, I'm sure, but uh, it has been an hour into the show. We've still got plenty to talk about on the docket, as Michael would call it, but we're going to throw it into a quick commercial break. You're listening to the last episode of the American Idiot Show. <laughs> uh, before we transition to the new brand, we'll be back in just a moment here on Top Radio 49. Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping? Accessories, then check out the guys at Sub-Own Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub-Own Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Rock, Arkansas. Want to see you? Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub-Own Vapors. Vape it like you built it. up date with Talk Radio 49 has never been any easier go to Facebook, look up Talk Radio
3: 49 if there's
2: a particular show that you were interested in check it out, American Idiot's podcast, Behind the Curtain and many more, also hit us up on Twitter that's Talk Radio underscore 49 on Twitter, again staying connected, it's all up to you it's social media and Talk Radio 49 working to keep you connected
3: anybody like you just stand up tall, look them in the face and say I'm that star up in the sky, from that mountain peak up high. Hey, I made it, mm-hmm. the world's greatest. And I'm that when my the ropes, I can it. Mm-hmm. And we are back here on the
2: American Asia. Sean, I just want you to—I just want you both to know, Sean and Lisa, that I lent my uh, singing talents for the background of that. <laughs> so that was me. That—that that, that was pretty
4: sweet. Kids. I have to admit.
2: That was right before I peed on everybody.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry. Our Kelly Repp? I'm, it's R. our Kelly
2: Repp. I'm sorry. The best—the best kid ever was. the <laughs> – Sean, I know you gotta love some Dave Chappelle, but that was the best one he ever did. Was the whole R. Kelly dressed up? I'm <laughs> gonna I love Chappelle.
1: Uh,
4: yeah, Chappelle's pretty awesome.
1: Black white supremacist is pretty hilarious too.
2: Yeah, the the whole, I mean, the way he puts stuff. Sean, uh, here's one that I don't. I know that you're gonna be in, that you'll have a. Not that there's a single topic that Sean doesn't have an opinion
1: on. Um, but we could ask Sean what for lunch Yeah, you have an opinion. Yeah,
2: Sean would have an opinion on what he had for lunch should we ask him that. But we're not asking, Sean. <laughs> so, but apparently there was a pastor, and this is a story I haven't even heard of, who was accused of assaulting a teen. Sexually. Sexually assaulting a teenager. And he got, like, a standing ovation from his church. Like, I, like... I can only imagine from the way that this is written that like did they do the wave or
4: something? I mean you know just... no what what actually happened was the the this happened about twenty years ago. He was a youth minister at the time, and he sexually assaulted one of the young girls that was in his class that he was teaching. He came forward to his church again after she outed him and apologized to the church, asked for God's forgiveness and everything like that, and received a standing ovation from all of the congregation of his church.
1: Well, I mean, and especially though, that seems completely absent compared to, or when you look at what happened over the past, what, two weeks with the. Trial for the uh, Olympic doctor and the uh, and he also works with the Michigan State Athletic Program and what happened with yeah. him I mean completely unacceptable I mean I realize you know yeah he asked for God's forgiveness and so forth. but no this should still I, I mean Sean I'm not too familiar with this situation and I actually looked up to get his picture uh, I guess he wrote some books and things of that nature. But, I, I mean, this is something. Is this gentleman being looked at for possible criminal charges?
4: Uh, not at this time, no. He's taken a leave of absence from the church. But, again, you know, getting the standing ovation, there's just a disgusting act by this congregation. They should have never have done that.
0: It, it was in poor case. I don't think it, it wasn't wasn't applauding what he did. It was applauding him, you know, admitting and seeking – and it was important. Well,
4: yeah. uh, yes, and I get that. I get that they were applauding him, that he came forward, uh, and he admitted his wrongdoing. He asked for forgiveness. But again, if that woman hadn't come forward and outed him as a sexual predator, you know, that assaulted her, he he never would have said a word. So – you know, it's just and ridiculous that they did that the, to begin with.
0: One of the articles I read said it was a boy. Was no, a it
4: boy? was a young woman.
1: Okay, that's what I
2: thought. I mean, this is a, this has become well, an epidemic in, in America, though. I mean, you look at uh, a notable epidemic. program. Well, the big one, it's a sports-related deal, but it involved Sean, uh, I was going to ask you this, too, going into something of this nature uh you know, we had the big Penn State uh, episode with uh, Jerry Sandusky and and the countless members of you know uh, boys and whatnot that were victimized by him, and now all of a sudden you're seeing this exactly. huge God. scandal breaking out in the Big Ten over at Michigan State uh, involving uh, Coach Genardo, the football coach, and Tom Izzo, the basketball coach, Tonya. D- you said? Yeah. Donardo. Uh, Donardo was the former buffoon at LSU. Oh, <laughs> I wish he was still there. Um, but uh, no offense, Lisa. No offense, Lisa. But we, well, we beat LSU. We'll but anyway, I mean, not to lie to you, why it is. but uh, D'Antonio, that's his name. Uh, the basketball coach or the football coach. Uh, Sean. I mean, and then all of a sudden now, speaking of that, Scott Bayo. Here's one, Sean, that I really want to know about. This is the one that intrigued me, and it caught me, and this is where our interview with Bill Allen really kind of made me go, God, you're a piece of shit for even thinking that. But uh, the big one that that kind of like I laughed at it at first, but obviously just because you're in this industry doesn't mean you're to be followed or whatnot. Twelve allegations now levied against – Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's no longer allowed to be at the. No, seriously, you laugh, Michael. But Ron Jeremy's no longer allowed to show up at the ABN Awards. This is the big um, end of the year award oh,
1: ceremony for pornography. A porn, star, a porn star is being accused of sexual assault. Sexual
0: assault, well, yeah.
2: What? See, Michael, Sean's telling you. That's the same reaction I had. I'm like, for real? The dude has had 2,200 movies, but they're saying that he's got – did you see this report? Did y'all, Did anybody see this I, I,
1: I haven't seen it at all. I didn't. I mean, that's, a, I didn't. that's the thing about it, though. Like, when you work in that industry, I mean, that, that, that's one of those things that you're just like – that was a little bit tougher for me to – you know, and I take everything seriously. Even, you know, you give me a lot of trouble about Ben Roethlisberger and Kobe Bryant, but I still, you know, you look at it seriously. But in that situation, you got to wonder, you know, well, are yeah, these I'm people really involved, involved, involved yeah. in the porn yeah. industry?
2: Sure. So gonna, I want you to continue on this. I'm going to read this article. This is out of the Rolling Stones. It's actually coming okay. back. Uh, okay. It's actually November 15th of 2017. Okay. Okay, and this is out of the Rolling Stones. It was written by E.J. Dixon. Um Last June, a woman named Ginger Banks posted a YouTube video that circulated widely among those in the adult entertainment industry. In it, Banks dressed down in a top knot and spectacles, calmly addressed the camera as her dog sleeps in the background. There have been allegations of rape and sexual assault against Ron Jeremy, she said, her hands folded on her lap. In the 10 minute clip, which amassed more than 50,000 views, she compiles allegations against Jeremy from all corners of the adult industry, internet, including stories of everything from indecent exposure, non-consensual digital penetration, and rape. What digital penetration? He tried to forcefully kiss me on the lips, and he grabbed my rear end, one woman wrote, on Twitter. He slipped his fingers into my underwear uh, and into my area. Uh, Hashtag not okay, another tweeted. A 40-year-old corn veteran, Jeremy, 64, did not achieve fame due to his good looks with his... Question here and unkempt mustache. He even learned his nickname the hedgehog. He immediately achieved the body for a standing book to form on command and I was not least with all his
1: prodigious nine and three quarter inch members. i, 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 I I'm just, I'm just I mean the thing is with Ron, I uh, I mean and this just goes to prove what I was about to say that no industry is safe from the allegations these days. You look at it, just over the past week and a half, you saw not to bring it to this industry necessarily, but you look at just the pro wrestling industry. But, I mean, Michael, hold on, let me finish. For this reason, Jeremy
2: has the reputation as an ever statement of porn, a goofy, almost family-friendly totem of an industry that is often dismissed. Yet many women inside the industry claim his presence is far more sinister. Rolling Stone spoke with more than a dozen women both on and off the record who made such claims against Jeremy, alleging that the famous to start violating their boundaries, taking advantage of both his status as industry legend and their status as ex-sex workers as grounds to apply the basic rules of consent. People expect this from him. If I went and got mad on Twitter, people would say, that's Ron, says adult performer Kendra Sunderland. She alleges that Jeremy sucked her breast without her consent at a Dallas Expo in 2015.
1: How do you get... How do you get, like, how do you fucking get access to her?
2: Well, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, Michael, that statement in and of itself is kind of wrong. Because you go to these expos. I've never been to one personally. Never been.
1: Never been. I have no desire to go, what go to a corner. A friend expos.
0: told you.
3: I'm
2: <laughs> an article. I mean, I've
1: never been. Here he's paying half for the articles,
2: Lisa. But I mean, seriously. It in all seriousness, You go to these expos. And that's what sells. That's that industry. So they're going to be out. I mean, you have to be 21 or 18 or don't remember the age. I think 18 is a 400, right? I think so. I mean, you got to be 18. To, so you've got to be 18 to go into these things, I would imagine. And, you know, obviously these, these are still human beings. They're still people. They still have rights. Whether they have sex on camera for money, it doesn't, it's not an indictment of their character or by any stretch of the imagination. It's what they do for money.
1: I'm not saying that.
2: I'm not saying that. So exactly what, what I'm asking you, though, is you go to this porn convention, and the name of the movie is Whatever, Whatever, Whatever Implants Stick. <laughs> and she's showing them to, to help boost sales for her movie. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but in my honest opinion, if they're out, this guy can't just come up and go, oh, look, tits, and start sucking on them.
1: I agree. That's, That's true. That's I, true. I agree. I but, agree. But you don't laugh. Don't laugh. when We're talking
2: about the food industry because it's still an industry where people make money. It doesn't. It's, you're like you're instantly degrading them because of what they choose to do. Whether
0: they have daddy issues or not. But well, but unfortunately, it does blur the line sometimes as to what's acceptable and what's not. But I think what uh-huh. I need to do is I need to put together a class and I'll get a cease, I'm sorry, and let him put his game on me, and then I'm going to show women how to completely defeat the game and teach him a lesson in in the bargain.
4: Because but, and I have,
0: I have, have to learn to, you, to say no and mean it and, and leave I have, no
1: question that that's what I they mean. Knowledge. I have an honest-to-God question about this or a statement, right? So okay. as many allegations as what we're seeing today in, these, in this day and age, and yes, if they're true, they're horrendous and terrible, and you know, just like this uh, Olympic and Michigan State doctor, they need to be punished. Completely agree with that statement. But here's the deal also. And, and, I mean, I don't mean to degrade anybody that's a victim of sexual assault or anything, but you obviously, and this is why I kind of, you know, smirked and what have you. It's not a situation. How many times have you looked at some, have you heard a story about a gentleman that has consensual sex with somebody? We'll use Kobe, for example, because Kobe was never convicted. Kobe has consensual sex with this woman. In a hotel room in Denver, Colorado, I believe it was after a game, and all of a sudden, oh, he raped me. I'm just saying that you can't be quick to jump out at the person either. Well, you you, a, you, you have to wait for all the facts. But in that but in the
2: regard of Kobe Bryant, in the regards of Kobe Bryant. I'm not saying he did what he did. I'm not saying that there are gold diggers out there. In, in today's society, by God, we don't even have to
1: This is the music. I mean, yes, but let's face, it. you have when to face face. With somebody and piss them off, they can claim rape at your life. life. But when you're, t- I understand that. But
2: when you're dealing with multi-million dollar athletes, superstars, or whatever celebrities, most of the time, if it's not true, then it's it's financially driven. Right. Huh. But let's let's not let's, Sean, let. us i ask you this. Kobe Bryant, you, you're, you're a basketball fan, Sean. I mean, I'm, you're a sports fan to a degree. Uh, yes. first, of all, will, first of all, what is Kobe Bryant's married
1: ass having sex with another woman in a hotel for? But, but should, he be, should he be indicted for that? In, I mean, yes, in the court of public opinion, it's wrong. But should he be indicted for the fact that the man had an affair? Let's be honest here. It's a sad fact, and I completely hate this sad fact. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of people, unfortunately, in this hookup culture have affairs and cheat on their spouses. A common term nowadays is side chick or side dude. I mean, come on now. I'm not not,
2: not going to argue the semantics of whether it's right or wrong or uh, that society's come down on that. But what I'm saying is, especially when you're, like, like, when you're an athlete of that nature, high caliber, everybody knows you, then you, 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 you can't put yourself in a situation where that can even come up.
1: How many how many NFL or NBA so on, what is
2: your take on it? Because we're not going to get a – I mean, Michael's going to argue to death because he's got posters of Kobe on his wall. So it doesn't matter. I mean, Kobe can do no wrong. Kobe can come fuck Mike on the ass right now, unconsensually. Uh, and he'd fucking argue that it's okay. I think
3: this is a PG-13
4: Well, in my opinion, as far as what happened between Kobe Bryant and the lady in question, no one knows but them what actually happened. So it is up to public opinion and the courts to decide what happened in that case. As far as the porn industry goes, Well, of course, Kobe took a hit, but did he sexually assault her? We don't know. We weren't there. We didn't witness what actually happened. Now, this woman claims that that, that he did, and we shouldn't just refute her claims because she made them because he's rich. I mean, that's bullshit. but
1: But you should hold all judgment just like we were talking about with the dash cam footage about the... North Little Rock team, you said, but, well, but we're not going to get. But we're not going to get. Okay,
2: just like the West Memphis Three, and I think Lisa would agree with this. Using this as just dozens as an analogy because it's close to her. Sean gets close to you. We're all from Arkansas. We're not going to get that smoking gun, one hundred percent factual footage, like we did against the North Little Rock Police Department, just like the West Memphis Three. There's plenty of evidence to say there is. They did it. There's plenty of evidence to say they didn't do it. So it's all a matter of your own opinion and what you formulate based on what you investigate. There's no smoking gun. But the, the, And, you, know, you,
4: ha- uh, and did, you have to remember, too, Kobe Bryant theory. is a millionaire, and he paid yeah. really good lawyers to get him off of that. So did, the difference between Kobe that. Bryant and your average everyday Joe is the fact that he has a lot of money.
2: But I mean, but I man, okay, let me ask Lisa and, and Sean, and, and I don't know what Michael's going to say, but but okay, here's the deal they maybe they entered into maybe just maybe they entered into a consensual sexual uh uh relationship at that moment in time, but maybe just maybe it was okay, we're gonna do this I mean I'm cool with this, I'm cool with that I'm cool with this, I'm not cool with that and now once you get consent and this is where okay maybe Lisa knows the law, but okay if if I agree to. If me and my girlfriend agreed to, uh, to, to have intercourse and I take it a little too far and go places that she wasn't willing to go, but now she's gave me consent, does that, does that open up a sexual assault case at all? Because she told me it was it okay. Does. And there you go. It does. So maybe, just maybe, it, it, Michael,
1: that it went too far. But see, my point is this. And Sean, you, uh, you mentioned the average everyday Joe on the street. My point is this, even it extends to that. You've seen cases of gentlemen that go to, I I saw a case of a gentleman that went to prison, I believe, for like 18 years of his life for rape. And it turns out the woman completely made it up. And they finally released him. But once again, you cannot jump to conclusions, in my opinion and just Either completely demonize the person,
2: then goddamn you Then you can't jump to conclusions to say that they didn't do it.
1: I'm not jumping to a conclusion. I'm saying you shouldn't I have asked to if, we were, if we ask Lisa, Sean Lisa,
2: do you think that, that Michael jumped to the conclusion that Kobe's 100% from what you heard?
4: I think, I think that Michael has a man crush on Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, I know.
2: But I mean, going back to the Ron Jeremy thing, and then I don't mean to overtalk the, the situation, but to me, like you had the same reaction that I did. And I honestly, guys, I felt really bad about having that going porn. I mean,
4: well, if not- I could intercede real quick, I, I wanted to say, I mean, as far as the porn industry goes, that's an industry that should just be completely obliterated and destroyed. The exploitation of women, the abuse that women face, you know, when, when they do these things, it, it's, it's a horrible and it needs to be stopped. You know, today Uh, we've made this a norm and children have access to this on their cell phones nowadays. And that's, that's where they're learning their sexuality and what people don't realize that don't look at porn all the time. You know, it's really abusive. It's really disturbing and, and it's extremely degrading to women. And if these women are bringing allegations against Ron Jeremy, of all people, people shouldn't laugh at that because he probably did do those things because oh, well, he's son, in an me, industry that normalizes such behavior.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Lisa, and Sean, you too.
0: You know, you're talking about the
2: accessibility of, of, of porn on the, on, on the phone. You can go to a website. Uh, I just just looked this up. Uh, I won't say the website out loud just so that people won't have the inclination to go there. If you're going to go there, you'll find it. But you can type in the search bar, Sean, right? I just did a yeah. search uh, for blindfolded. There are 10,612 different videos for blindfolded surprise there's 63,538 videos for blindfolded switch. Now, if you were to click on that, the first video that you get is girlfriend tricked into having sex with another man. Now, to me, is that not illegal? Like well it may not, not be illegal
4: because they're the, they're filming a video. Myself,
2: but I'm saying the idea though, the perpetuating of the idea that you could... okay, the, the, the whole premise of that video was that, that the boyfriend caught her his girlfriend cheating on her. So he he ties her up, he restrains her hand. Yes, I've watched the video. Yes, watched the video. <laughs> because it's fucking research. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally fucking research. So shut up, Michael. For real. Um, he literally restrains her, being the wrist to the bed on the couch, whatever the hell they're on. He revengefully gets, and that, they actually passed a revenge law though. This revenge porn stuff is now illegal, but and that's good. But yeah, that's great. That's awesome. But what I'm saying is, is that this video, what they do is they bound the hands and you know, and that's Fifty Shades of Gray shit.
3: Yeah.
2: And the women are all over them like, They blindfold them, What's the idea of the billionaire, bro? if it was a regular dude like me or you, it's fucking charges. Um, but if they him, they and then he invites some dude over to have sex with her and then in the, in the middle of this lifts it up and she's literally like stop, 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 and they continue to go. Oh no, there's some stuff. Like, yeah. So like like seriously, is there no law that could be passed? Like, Because you have an impressionable 14, 15 year old that watches this and he thinks, holy shit. This is cool. I can do that. And goes
1: out and does it. And now you've constituted what would be right. But that's what you get into when you watch, like, say, wrestling in the 90s when the parents, well, when the teacher, Michael,
4: hey, Michael, Brad, that's actually happening across the country. Kids are watching this stuff on their phones and they're assaulting young girls all over the country. That's why this industry needs to be put down. Because children have such easy access to this and they're seeing this degradation of women, this abuse of women, and they think this is normal. And so we have an entire generation of children that are looking at, you know, the depravity of porn as a normal thing, and they're going to, you know, follow suit and do the same things that they've observed that they don't think anything's wrong with because someone was able to make a film and it's legal
1: but Sean what I want to ask you is this and I kind of want to draw because I see the the parallels here and I mean once again those videos, fucked up completely fucked up but my thing is this so back in the 90's there was this big deal when Wrestling was popular, professional wrestling, and kids were out there trying to move and killing kids. And there was this big movement to remove. Oh, my God, God but that's, no, no, that's the no, same thing. No, How is it not the same thing, Brad? It's not. Prove to me that it's not first the same first thing of and all that that first proves to somebody died. that it needs to be removed. First of all, oh. not, that has no
2: bearing on it. Going God. out and trying an RKO on somebody and it actually hurting them. It's, it's, it's what children do all the time. They horseplay. But
1: well, is it not because they were yeah. impressed? No, it has to
0: tell I think there's a factor. First of all, a kid, I mean, if you're under the age of 21, you should not have access to on porn on your phone. If you do, agree. your mom and dad need to take the phone away from you. Parents agree. need to. Parents need to monitor their children's behavior. They need to monitor what their children are seeing. They need to talk to their children. And parents don't want to do that anymore. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's not fault. It's the parents' fault that these kids aren't being told by their mom and dad. They're just
4: no, the, ex- the accessibility to see these videos is too easy. Anyone can yeah. pick up any type of device, whether it be an uh, iPad, what parental, an that's Android. What parental controls are four. No, in, in, in an ideal world, parental, you would be correct. In an ideal control, world, you would be correct. But parental control I doesn't mean, work.
0: Sister, wait, 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 wait. My, my nephew is 30, he's going to be 31 this year. My sister had access to his phone. When he managed to get something he was not supposed to have on the phone, and his phone was taken away from him. When Kyle okay. only about, Sean, about 12. Me. I was, I was, res- she was like, How could they bomb and the parents not know about it?
2: Well, and, and, and all honestly, I, for the first time, holy shit, flagged the tape. Let's go ahead and, and save it. I agree with Sean. I mean, Michael, I, I, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. This is not a knock. I don't know any of the background. I know that both myself and Sean, I have a 19 year old daughter. Sean, I know you don't have any kids, Michael. I know Sean has several. Thank <laughs> God. I'm not saying anything bad about that. But what I'm saying is, it's the like Sean's saying. I'm not blaming this. I'm not blaming this. This this culture. Uh, basically on porn, I'm blaming society as a whole for the fact that sex fails nowadays, and that's what's being forced. But I don't. I, I respectfully disagree with the fact that you can. You cannot monitor what's Okay, why? You can't. Why? Here's if physically impossible, then the only way you're going to be doing here's why, Michael. Michael, hey. No, here's
4: why. Okay, my grandparents raised me. They're from a completely different generation, right? Your parents Mm -hmm. raised you. They're from a completely different generation. They don't understand technology as much as these kids do today. These kids were born into a world where technology is just everywhere. It's amazing. It's fascinating. These kids know how to do things that we couldn't even dream of when we were their age. And they can circumvent these apps. They can do things behind our backs that we just don't even know what they're doing. It's so easy.
0: Now, my nephew, there wasn't quite as much when my nephew was under 18. But there were still a few things because he turned 18 in uh, 2005. But, again, my sister, when he came in the door from school, my sister had his phone. He went through his phone. He could not have a password. He could not have anything on there that, uh, uh, like, he couldn't have numbers with no names. And if if he didn't have a name, she wanted to know who that number belonged to. And my sister was like a drill sergeant, but my nephew is—he's a good man. He's married. He's teaching. Because my sister took accountability and monitored what he did, and she made time to do it. She right. was getting her master's and her doctorate. She worked full-time, but she made time to know what her so not, time not, not, not
4: everybody doing. does that, though.
0: And not everybody does that, but they should be doing it.
4: Or well, you can't hold everyone accountable for that, management. but you could hold an entire industry accountable for what it allows to be put out there to the American public to poison these children's minds. That's what we should be doing. We should just destroy the porn industry altogether and get rid of it, because that is poisoning their minds.
2: I mean, there's... uh, And the problem, Sean, with that, the problem with that is it's hard to take down... I mean, I agree. Uh, I'm not saying, Lisa,
0: I'm not saying that in a personal world... If it can't be above ground or above board, it will go underground. It will still be as accessible. Well, it but, will okay, not have in, any, in, any control.
4: But we should still can, regulate it and, and get rid denying,
0: of it. It's denying it to people who are not minors. Okay. So what? for regard, whatever reason. Well, it's perverse.
4: Resistance. It's perverse. It's disgusting. It demeans women. It's degrading. There's no reason to have it in our society.
0: And I I totally agree with that. But, again, there are people that floats their boat.
4: Well, then those people should go to a country where that shit is acceptable. And we should get rid of that. I mean, if this is a Christian culture, as so many people claim... And we're, we're the greatest country that has ever been. Why aren't we doing what we can to protect our children? Because people don't give a shit. Because they make money off of this shit.
0: Dude, uh, Europe is not in- a lot of human trafficking comes out of Russia.
4: I didn't say anything about Europe. I said people can go to whatever country that they want to if they don't like how the laws are here. That's the freedom of the world. You can do whatever you want
0: you know again it's but, it's censorship but john
4: you can I mean, censor he, pornography because it's damaging and degrading to women and that's why it should be abolished
1: but john and i'm not com- i i completely agree with you porn is perverse and all that but at the same time can the same person not argue can the same person not argue that you need to go to another country where it would be outlawed or possibly more regulated because you don't like the laws in this country I mean you look at it and you can just say it either
4: way. I mean you, I'm just talking about, about the hypocrisy. No, I'm talking about the hypocrisy of what the right says all the time. This is a Christian country. It's wholesome. We need to put God back in place in school and everything like that. I mean if you look at the Google searches in Arkansas, it's gay porn. That's number 1 because all these fucks around here are looking at that shit. <laughs> And don't laugh too hard, Michael, because you're probably one of them.
1: Well, damn! Somebody's joke. Well,
4: I don't me. like, I don't yeah. like, dude. I don't like porn. I think it's disgusting, and I think it should be abolished. <laughs> it's, it's really I terrible. Agree.
1: Ain't nobody disagreeing with you, Sean, as far as that goes. But what I'm saying is, but you laughed.
4: But earlier you laughed at the whole story with Ron Jeremy because that's what guys do in this country. We laugh at shit like that because it's, it's, it's the misogynist attitude of this country. And we need to work on that. We need to make our society better so that young women, especially little girls, aren't sexually exploited at such a young age. I didn't necessarily
1: laugh at the allegation, Sean. And I said, you know, I even said, if it's true, it's terrible. But at the same time, you once again, you getting back into it, you've got to look at The possibility that who knows what happened. Who knows that maybe this person could potentially have made it up. Brad, this past week, you've even said, you've even attacked a person who accused a somewhat popular person on Twitter of sexually assaulting them. You even said, oh, that person's been a known drug user. That person's done this and that. So you can't take one and go to the other. No, what
2: I said. Sean, this is the story. Here's what I want to add. While Michael goes like the normal media would now and then tell the story without something else factual out here. what I said, there's a professional wrestler, Sean, or former professional wrestler. His name his stage name is Enzo Amore. I'm sure you don't okay. know who he is. At least you probably don't know who he is either. But he was a popular guy in WWE. Um he came out of the NXT program. He was a tag team partner with a guy named Big Cat. Well, anyway, uh, they split them up, and this guy went on his own. He, um, back in October of last year, it was alleged that, that he invited this girl over with his two of his friends and for the intention of trying to have sex with her. And she supposedly claimed that she didn't want to this that and the other who was drugged, and that she had been drugged and whatnot and she filed a police report and all that. Um, and basically what I told Michael was is that I went through her Twitter feed and noticed that two years ago she posted on Twitter about, a, about faking a pregnancy to get money out of somebody. I also saw where she advocated doing cocaine and this, that, and the other and getting high. So all I did was I told Michael, because they have since fired the guy for not disclosing that he had a charge against him, which is that solely acceptable investigation. investigation against him, excuse me, for this, they fired him. All I made the comment to Michael was, in the same regards as we're going to say this, we don't instantly need to jump on the guilt wagon when somebody accuses that. That's all I'm and, But, yeah, but you hate – anyway, I'm not going to argue with you. What I'm going to say is, is this girl has a history now of faking stuff and using narcotics. So you can't instantly say, and this is maybe an asshole move of me. You, y'all's opinion, I don't think you instantly – instantly, as soon as you see the headline, Enzo Amore accused of rape this woman – you instantly go, What well, son of a bitch did it? Because at the same time, patterns of behavior
1: sometimes lend themselves to the current situation. So question. Where so question in Ron Jeremy's aspect, patterns of behavior,
2: anything you do on a movie set is defined in that particular script or however the point works, that's one thing. If you're at an adult movie theater or adult convention and you walk over and you grab somebody I'm just, criteria, a he didn't do it. I'm just saying, this, you can't do I don't it. I, I have Ron Jeremy. I just said it was interesting that it came up. And it, Sean, though, no, on the Amore thing, the Enzo Amore deal, the Twitter feed where she's thanked the pregnancy and has posted things about drugs. She's constantly posting women, naked women, and their whatever site. I can't remember. It's some kind of site you go to and you pay a certain amount of money. I mean, that's all I told Michael is don't be so hesitant just because you dislike the guy or you have an issue with him or he's been a cancer in the locker room that that he's instantly guilty.
4: No, I I, I would agree with that. I mean, again, nobody knows in those situations unless you were actually there. It's up to them to prove their case in court. And if they can't prove their case in court, then that's an unfortunate truth.
2: I mean, you're right, and and Lisa, you know, like, like it's all about the, I think that's where some of the, and y'all, I know we, we're, we'll talk about it here in just a second, but one more real quick thing, too, is a lot of these people, and this is, well, let's end it on this, and we'll all go give our opinion, but make your mind real the way I want to, is a lot of these people that are making, some of these people, not a lot, some of them, that I guarantee you, to me, it feels like, it's all about the view, just like the Vines and the Instagram followers and the YouTube subscribers. It's all about the sensationalism, the get the views, get the looks on my page, because then I can do this, this, and I can sell advertising because of eyes on my page. And that's my opinion on, on some of the situation, Lisa, if you want to give your a quick opinion, and Sean, we'll jump over to the Cleveland Indians uh, story before we have to get off.
0: i I think, to a degree, for some women coming forward now, it is to get the attention. I agree. It's not necessarily because something really wrong happened. Um, and I, I, I don't like that because it makes it more difficult down the road for a woman who really is assaulted by a celebrity does everything she can to prevent something from happening and it happens whether she wants it to or not uh, because the more we hear about them the more it kind of desensitizes us to uh, outrage um, what Larry Nasser did was criminal and most of the women were underage uh, and Absolutely. there's a difference
3: uh, Aziz, Absolutely. I'm sorry.
0: I, you know, I think it was a, a a failure to communicate on her part as much as on his part. But as Sean and I discussed, she could have prevented a lot of it from happening by simply leaving way sooner than she did. Right. Sean. And, you know, the first time he did something she didn't like, She should have said no I don't like that Don't do it again And if he did it a second time Then he would face a physical consequence And be reminded That it's something she did not approve of
3: There you go I'm I'm going to bite him
0: Put my hand on your package I'm going to squeeze it And make your (laughs) eyes pop out So you know But
3: Right, well, Sean, my mama didn't wait, raise um, a
0: little, little retiring flower. So, and my grandmother—I mean, you know—my grandmother would probably hit him. She hit you. <laughs> I mean, Sean, you're tight real fast because we're getting into the into the, the twilight
2: twilight hours.
4: Well, I, I I read that story of what the guy did and. I read her responses as far as what happened. I think the guy was, uh, you know, he was in his home space. He was in control. He took advantage of her. And what convinced me that he completely crossed the line was he told her, hey, let's just go to the couch and chill out if you don't feel comfortable. I mean, he knew right then and there that he was wrong. And that's when he should have just ended that date and sent her on her way and – you know, that would have been the end of the story, and maybe she would have said something, you know, about him in public as far as being a weird beat or whatever. But that's her prerogative and she can do that. But she clearly was not comfortable and you know, he he clearly did wrong. Yeah,
0: but in spite of that, she blew him twice.
4: And and again when we talked about I mean, this we We talked about I have this is never someone given that a she a job
0: I did not want to give
4: okay, and again,
0: yeah.
4: you're talking about someone she, that's not you, okay, she, this person doesn't think like you, she doesn't act like you. this is a completely different person, and she reacted badly in a situation that she was kind of blown away by
0: so well, she continually referred oh, your if your instinct makes you feel uncomfortable or you're not comfortable, you leave.
4: Some people do yes and some people
0: you know because of
4: alcohol, because of the situation, because of someone that they look up to, maybe they they don't know how to react to everything. You know, it's a very strange situation.
0: He's like well, from big I
4: And he's not that Again, he clearly realized something was wrong and he still pursued her and he still tried to force her. And that, that, that's where he, he blurred the line.
0: I think she was being too coy. And he thought he wasn't saying absolutely not. He, he was hearing maybe. And well, he had when to someone's uncomfortable.
4: And that's no what we no. need to teach young men in this country: is when a woman feels uncomfortable, then you do the right thing no. and you
0: end everything. We need to teach women and young girls how to say no and how to mean no and how to make. And you it need very to
4: teach. And you need to teach men that if a woman is uncomfortable, to stop right there.
3: Our society
4: dictates that a woman is supposed to please a man, and a man's supposed to take a woman. So if his wiring is crossed and her wiring is crossed, it's because we're not educating the boys in the right way. Women are taught to be subservient to men in our society.
0: We can educate the boys, but I think it would go farther because girls are smarter to educate the girls. So that's an excuse.
4: That's just an excuse just to let the boys be boys, right?
0: But, no, but first of all, being uncomfortable is subjective.
4: But and being uncomfortable is, is also, if I'm uncomfortable with a situation, I may not want to be rude and tell that person, you know, to hurt their feelings. And maybe that's how she felt about that. Again, you weren't in that situation. She's not you. She's going to react in a completely different way than you do.
0: I agree. I understand that, but it, had she just one or two times left, she had many opportunities when she should have left. Her and he had many opportunities to realize that
4: she was uncomfortable, that she'd been drinking, and that, you know, he should have ended that. I mean, when's a guy going to be a stand up guy and do the right thing? All of
0: his blood, all of his blood was in his penis.
4: It doesn't matter. That's, again, you're giving him an excuse. What a boy can be a boy. He can do whatever he wants. Men have to have self-control. How men need, to, it's just men that, need as to stand said, up and do the right thing and quit abusing women. That's what needs to happen.
0: He was really abusing her. He was being sick. Yes. And he was being creepy.
4: when, he, when but it he was not abuse. When he sat her on the couch and said, let's chill, and then he continued to try to assault her, that is abuse. Anybody in that situation that did the same thing as him, that is abuse. Okay, Young men need to be taught to respect women above themselves and when a woman is uncomfortable to leave the situation or to allow the woman to leave. That's what they need to do.
0: And I'm, t- I'm telling you based on my many years' experience dealing with men.
4: You are not her.
0: Men cannot get a woman feeling uncomfortable.
4: Yes, if you my teach them how, them you can. You're giving them an excuse. You're trying to say that it's some kind of what reptilian brain thing that once a man gets a heart on that he can't do the right thing. That's bullshit. Okay, Men need to be taught, no matter what the situation is, no matter how hard up they are, if a woman's uncomfortable, walk the fuck away.
0: On the penis. But women women need to be clear and not coy. In other words, you're saying, oh, a woman can be coy and she can be... Uh, you no, know, what I'm saying
4: is if you, if you and, read and the you entire... Know, the guy has
0: to figure out, oh, wait, she's not really liking this. So I'm gonna put her in a cab.
4: And like and if a woman says no at any, a if a woman says no at any time, no matter what, or she feels uncomfortable, it should end right there.
1: Well, I, agree. Well, I agree with that. I, I think know, we should all agree with that.
0: Like even according to her own, even according to her own account, she never explicitly said no.
4: But he knew she was uncomfortable. She was he said them. that. He said that. He admitted that when he sat her on the couch.
0: Uh-huh.
4: Yes, and that should be enough. A decent guy, she, a decent guy at that point would send her home.
0: And but and at that she, point uh, he was a predator. And she should have left long before that happened. The second time, and how, time how much did she have to drink? Yeah, out, yeah and how walked.
4: much did she have to drink?
0: That's not an excuse.
4: It's not. And he was having, having an erection. Hold on a second. She, having, she she having had a mind altering uh, drug in her body. He had a hard on, <laughs> and you're giving him an excuse for having a hard on, but she actually she, had a mind altering drug in her brain.
0: Her having alcohol, her having alcohol was all the more reason she never should have gone to the apartment in the first place. And well, she again, really she's, not
4: she's not you. She had a crush on this guy. She thought he was a decent guy. And then she shows up and things start getting weird. You know, how many women have been in that situation? How many women have been in that situation where they had a crush on a guy and things got weird and they didn't want to, you know, hurt the guy's feelings? They didn't want to, you know, upset him because what if she did upset him and then he just beat the shit out of her and raped her and killed her? That happens every day in America. Maybe she was afraid for her life.
0: He's freaking Rashkuf for Polly. He's not that tough.
4: You don't know that.
0: <laughs> I mean, she could you have. Think she could have out, she could you have think midgets don't kill people? She could have walked people? She would have been perfectly safe. To say no, nope, I'm, know I'm that. not ready to leave. He's in his I, home.
4: He's in his comfort space. He had complete control. He could have done whatever he wanted to her.
2: Hi, Sean. Lisa, let's, yeah. let's shift gears a little bit. we got about 13 minutes, and I, I don't uh, – I mean, we're all having an opinion on it. And, you know, maybe that's one thing we can look at uh, down the road. When we change the brand name here to The Pulse, Real News, Real Talk, um, maybe we can get a, a guest on that uh, can talk about maybe the psychology of that. But what I wanted to talk about for the uh, 12 minutes of the show before we go off the air and it may extend into the bonus as we like to do at times. But Sean, this is a situation that I, and you probably will have a difference of opinion. Even Lee might have a difference of opinion. But I, I seriously think that that the removal of college and or professional logos because they depict what's considered cartoonish or characters, caricature, caricatures of Native Americans or other things that are deemed defensive by certain groups off of the uniforms, to me is, I don't know, I want to say petty to a degree, because how long has this been an issue? It just seems like here recently... And I will talk about right now the Cleveland Indians are going to remove the controversial Chief Wahoo logo from all uniforms and likenesses of the Cleveland Indians that have not already been sold to the public and used in official game settings and stuff.
4: Well, ever since sports has – created mascots for their teams they've appropriated different things from different cultures when they have appropriated native american images or you know mascots as far as you know chief wahoo and things like that native americans have spoken out against that but because they're such a small minority the sports you know uh owners and the commissioners and everyone else they don't care because they're making millions of dollars off of these things again you know it's a money making racket um, but if one person speaks out against that that is from the native american community then it's the right thing to do to get rid of it Lisa?
0: what uh, you thought on that well you know i i kind of agree it's it's maybe an outdated uh concept Because it was never based on a real Native American, you know, that's not an Ohio tribe there, Oahu. Uh, So I think it's time for it to change and evolve.
3: Um,
0: I I don't think it's really necessarily uh, fair to fans to say you can't call yourself Indians or Redskins or uh, whatever, but... As far as that particular symbolism is, is uh, I think it's a time has come to go. I mean,
2: you look at the more controversial one, and I know I'm, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're having mic issues. Let me see. Does that make it better, Sean?
4: Uh, a little bit.
2: I mean, the most controversial one I would imagine would be. Uh, and we're all from the South, so we, we identify with the Southeastern Conference, obviously, Lisa with the LSU Tigers. Sean, from, you and I are from Arkansas. Michael's from Arkansas, obviously. So we identify with, like, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and one of the teams inside the SEC West is the Ole Miss Rebels, and they had a logo that was Johnny Rebel. Was it Johnny Rebel? I think it was Johnny Rebel. Arnold Rebel,
0: something like that. Colonel Rebel, I think. Uh,
2: Colonel Red. I think it was Carl yeah, Red. yeah. And it was an old Colonel in the was it the Confederate Yeah. The Confederate. with Better. The, the Rebel Flag. And it was changed to a black bear. Um now I'm I'm a white American male, so obviously it doesn't affect me like it would say an African American who may or may not have you know, an issue with it. Um, and, and this is going to go on. I know there was a big to-do about the Florida State Seminoles at one time. But they got permission. But they got permission to use it. The Washington Redskins um, still believe they have this, right? They don't say yeah. anything. Um, there's a bunch of, I guess, universities and, and stuff like that. The, the Blackhawks from Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, that's a hockey team.
3: Um, ASU,
4: uh,
2: ASU, the Indians, Indians, they've changed theirs to the Red Wolves. Um, I'm just trying to think, Sean, you know, kind of go through my head some of the affiliations and and programs that have it, but I don't know. I mean, Sean, I just, yeah, I mean, I agree with the way Lisa put it that maybe that, that it's an outdated deal and it needs to be updated, but uh. I don't know. I think that as a as a as a as a country and as a nation, I think our sensitivity level is too. I mean, I think we're super sensitive now. That, to me, it's well, a little over if you ask me. That's
4: well, I, I, I would agree to I would agree to a point, but when you're talking about Native Americans that have had everything stolen from them, a hundred million people killed in you know a genocide, <laughs> and the government lied to you. You know, for the history of this country, I think that that's one area where we should say, hey, if they don't like it, let's take it away. Because they deserve whatever they want. They were here first.
1: Well, Sean, I do have a question to pose, or I guess this may be more of a statement. <clears throat> but uh, actually, my brother-in-law's sister was attending ASU whenever the whole Red Wolf-Indian switch was going down. And in one of the classes, I remember my brother-in-law telling the story that they were having the debate about it. And this Native American lady looked at my, uh, I guess she'd be my sister-in-law, uh, at the time and told her, uh, being a black female, she says, the Native American looks at her and says, well, what do you, how would you feel if they called, them, called us the ASU Africans? And without missing a beat, she looked at her and said, I wouldn't care because I'm not an African. I mean, that's something that, you know, shouldn't there be a little bit of disconnect
4: here? Uh, well, her statement makes sense because she considers herself an American. So that would make sense. But again, if only one Native American in this country stands against it, then we should respect that because they're an indigenous people to this country that we have abused and done horrible things to, and we owe them Many, many reparations. I mean, a lot of people don't know this. Indian reservations are still considered uh, prisoner of war camps by the Department of Defense to this day. Most people don't know that. Hmm.
1: I, I didn't know that myself.
4: Yeah. That, yeah, that's, mm, an actual, that's, that's an actual, that's an actual fact. Yeah, they're considered prisoner of war camps.
1: Well, and that's something interesting, especially now thinking about this, because when you were talking about the Indian reservations, they don't conform to American laws on the Indian reservations, do they? I don't believe.
4: Not all, not all. I mean, some they adopt as their own, but um, they have their own police, they have their own governments. They're considered sovereign nations, but they still face many many abuses by our government i mean just recently uh while president obama was uh, in office they went through with this pipeline and you know took took a lot of their land from them for for i forget what it was called the keystone pipeline you know that's still happening the last time our government went to you know an armed conflict against uh native americans most people don't know this was in 1973
1: huh I I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. If I you mean... ever
4: watch the if if you ever watch the film Last of the Mohicans, the man that plays the father of Hawkeye, the actual last Mohican, he was in that conflict. He was there when it happened when the US Marshals came against the United I mean against the uh the natives there and they actually killed a marshal.
1: I I did not know that. That I'll definitely have to check out that movie for sure. That that definitely sounds interesting because you know that's something that I guess is glossed over, as far as the history books go.
4: Well, we do gloss over most of the Native American history in this country, and and we whitewash it pretty terribly.
2: I mean. I, I'm not saying that, that there was I, honestly, I'm not honestly saying that there was, there was we owe the, in the, if there was anybody that was ever owed anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: bypassing the 40 acres and a mule agreement with the, the black community. Um, I literally would say that the Native Americans are owed something definitely for the, you know, the atrocities that were committed against them. Uh, you know, I'll never take that away. I just, like I said, there's some things I go, really? I mean, it, like, it wouldn't piss me off if there was a team that was something to do with whatever, like the California Craigs The hockey Kongs? Me off. The yeah. hockey Kongs? Hell yeah. There you go. I would probably go see if I could catch some wolfies off that shit.
3: <laughs>
2: I mean, obviously, that's one of the reasons too. I'm sure that there's exploitation of, of
1: their likeness, and there's no, you know... I mean, I... I, it, but I mean, you look at Jeff Foxworthy jokes that uh, most white people find hilarious. Well, I mean, red
2: like, like you were saying.
1: You know, there's,
2: there's stereotyping on both sides of the aisle as to where some would say, oh, man, he's black. Watch him. He's going to steal something. Do you see a white guy like myself who comes home with grease all over him because I am a mechanic... And they're all, oh, hell, He must he's going to go home and slam back a beer and probably right. beat his and wife. And wife after she doesn't fix his steak the right way. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's, there is stereotyping all across the board. It doesn't piss me off. I find it humorous. But, you know, the, the argument will be said that I haven't felt the oppression. Right. But in all honesty, in all honesty, I don't see where anybody – Born 1980 or above really can say that they feel the oppression that maybe their great
3: grandparents
4: did either. Well, go you know, go, to the, uh, go go visit a Native American reservation and tell you know talk to them and see if they've been right. oppressed.
2: I'm not talking about the Native American, Sean. I'm talking about another issue. I am not saying that the Native Americans haven't felt oppression. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Because okay. they the. Uh, the, what was it, the Trail of Tears? Yeah, and things of that nature. I, I, trust me, I'm not saying that. I, I preference my statement I just made with the fact that I believe that if anybody wrote any reparations, it would be the Native Americans.
4: Got you. But you don't think that yeah. uh, poor black people in the ghettos aren't oppressed?
2: I think, Sean, though, that that's because, like I was listening today, I think half the problem with society is that we're a problem with society now. And they're not they're not getting the opportunities
4: because half of them choose not to take the opportunity. Okay, so if I'm a young black man whose mother never married his father, his father's in prison, he dies in prison, she's a crackhead, what kind of opportunities do I really have?
1: Uh, have Ben Carson. What about Ben Carson? I know.
4: So ahead, you're talking I- one. You're talking about one out of a million that actually makes it out of so poverty to be able to do John. that. I didn't say it was impossible. That wasn't my words. I said, how possible is I'm it? Saying,
2: if you go back and listen to Morgan Freeman, now Morgan Freeman's on a CNN show, and he talks about the same issue as a successful black male. He mentions the same, the same thing. You know, and, and, and it's not, I'm not saying that it's not harder, but let's be honest, Sean. Let's be completely honest. Obviously, the numbers are going to be higher for successful white individuals. But the same can be said about white individuals as well, growing up in a trailer park somewhere where their parents are drinking and doing methamphetamine, what chance do they have? It's not a matter, honestly. Like Morgan Freeman, it's not a matter. It's a matter of choosing to stay that way.
4: But four white people talking about this on a podcast – doesn't give any clarity to the reality of how Black people actually feel. So we should actually talk to some African Americans about this subject.
1: More than
0: welcome. I'm, I'm more than happy I would to do love, that. What? I would love to hear from that gentleman in Minnesota. I yeah. Listened to a show back in November.
1: Remember the show uh, where the guy? Came on.
0: From Minnesota, and he Rashon. I didn't get his name. He was awesome.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah, it was Sean. He was the one that got was got into it with you a lot about about the the community, oh, the black man. community, and the cops, and how they choose to play the to, to play the victim role. I, I think there was something similar. To yeah. that. So I'm not going to quote him.
3: Yeah.
2: And he was a, he was an African American male, and, and I think that's what you're going to find. Now, it, I think it depends on what I mean. You can't, go, there's a certain person that you have to interview, or you'll have to interview a, a broad spectrum of people, because I think you're going to find varying degrees of opinions on from like that gentleman that you talked to that said that, I get it, just four white people of, of sitting course. here talking about this.
4: Of course you but let me
2: just. But let me just quote you, I mean, let me just say this too, that you have three ultra successful, and one that's on that cusp line of opportunity that there's a former military guy. I mean, you know, I'm not putting anybody's business out there, but we're not all ultra successful. There's still a level of oppression to, to, to a degree, no matter what color you are. But it's a matter, I think it's honestly a matter of if you try or not. You can fall well, into this say- victim game, just like, just like the gentleman told you, Sean. And I'm quoting what, I'm kind of going off what he said. It's a choice yeah. that you make, and obviously drugs and the gangbangers yes. and the acceptance yes. can lead you in the wrong direction. But I think there are programs out there that are more available, and I can yes, say that you as also, a white more programs available to minorities than there are to me. Well,
4: Especially you also talking. need to look at different variables such as classism and wealth and poverty, health care. There are so but many – No, no, I'm talking about everybody. You wanted to include everybody. Let's look at the variables and everything like that. There's a class system, right? There are wealthy people there. People like, people like us that have had to work hard to get where we are. There's a glass ceiling that we can't get past due to maybe education, due to opportunity, due to health, due to our own poverty. You know uh, there's again, We, being four white people, have more advantage than most African-Americans in this country.
2: Lisa, your opinion
0: on that? Because I don't see – I see where there may be a
2: slight advantage, but not a whole
0: lot. I don't personally think You know, my grandparents, my mother's parents were farmers. They didn't have a lot of money. Uh, My mother worked very hard in school. She went to college. She ended up getting married and having children, but she worked as a legal secretary and then a paralegal, and finally finished her degree in uh, the early 1990s. Went to law school. Uh, she made her opportunities. She worked hard. Anybody can do it. You just you have to put in the work. You have to want it, and you cannot sit back and wait for it to be handled. And, I mean, I see people every day in both sides. I see people who are working and bettering their lives and going to school, and then I see people who don't want to work want the easiest way possible, and they want it handed to them, and when it's not, they get an attitude. And that's
1: black and white people, too. I do want to throw
0: that out there. Not succeed. Nobody is going to succeed by sitting around waiting for it to happen. You yeah, I think
4: we'd all agree with that.
0: And you yeah. have to want it.
4: Yeah, but there are plenty of people that want it that don't get the opportunity because maybe a mistake that they made in their youth and they're punished for the rest of their life because of that mistake. I mean, we all know if you get a felony in this country, you lose certain rights. You lose the ability to get certain jobs. You do not get a clean slate. You do not get to start over. You know, we all make mistakes. Some of us make worse mistakes than others. But the thing is, is once you pay your debt to society and you get out, you should get a clean slate. You should be able to restart your life.
1: So, Sean, this is a good point that was made here a second ago. If, you know, people want to, if, you know, minorities want to use that crutch that, uh, that, you know, being black or being Mexican or Hispanic or what have you is such an oppression, why do we see such a black pride movement or a Mexican pride movement if you then want to use that as, I guess, what the point was as kind of a crutch? What do you mean? Being a, have to explain, why is being a minority, so why not trying we, to Okay, hold on, I, to I
2: guess, better. I guess what I'll try to explain what was being talked about, Sean. Can you hear me?
3: Uh huh.
2: Is if if being born, I won't say Hispanic because I don't see the, you see the Hispanic Heritage Movement. But if if you're born, and this is a question I would ask, I would like to hear from uh, someone in the minority is. Is if it is so, if it is a death sentence virtually to be born black in America because there's a lack of opportunity, that the so called white privilege and whatnot, then why such the big movement for like, I mean, to me, and it's just me, it's the comprehension and understanding of black pride. If it's such a death penalty, then why is it celebrated so much, though? Is what I want. I'm, I'm curious about that.
4: Well, why is Italian-American mafia celebrated by white Americans? Because of power, because of money, because of control. Those are things that people think that they can attain by doing these criminal activities. It's the same thing with the African-American community.
2: I mean, I have no problem with with – I mean, like, you know, hey, I was—if I was German and I wanted to celebrate my heritage, I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. If you're born black, that's awesome. Hey, I'm—you're a human being. If I was to, well, you know, prick your finger and you prick my finger, well, we're I'm probably going to well, have the same color blood well, unless you're an alien. All right. Here,
4: here, here's a point to look at. Okay, if you're born white in America, the majority of presidents in this country were white. The majority of CEOs in this country are white. In fact, history has favored whites throughout the history of this country. If you're, born, if you're born black, you see your race portrayed on television as criminals. You see them portrayed as ignorant. You see them portrayed as stereotypes that don't represent all of your people. History is taught from a whitewash perspective. I mean, that's up though.
2: In today's society, yeah. though, in today's society, like criminal minds, uh, what's the guy's name? Shamar? 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 Yes, Shamar Moore, the black gentleman. Ice T, who made the comments that got me and you talking on Facebook. Uh, Law and Order SBU, he's a police officer, yeah. uh, a detective. Uh, there's been plenty of uh, LL Cool J, another police officer. There's the stereotype that, that, oh, that you're putting them. out there is is not it, it's it's it, they're not just shown as the criminal. Most honestly, Sean, if you want to take offense to it, Law and Order uh, SBU, Special Victims Unit. Most of the fucking criminals that commit the sex crimes are fucking white. So
4: okay, again, if looked. you look. If you look at the entertainment industry, the majority of black people are shown as criminals and uneducated. They're shown in a bad, you know, point of view, not not all of them, but stop, the majority. But and little stop. children, little children watch this. I mean, look at cops. Over the 25 years that cops was on the air, the majority of people that they showed were black criminals. Okay. okay. I'm gonna ask you a and okay. the producer of the stop. show said he did it on purpose.
2: And he may have done that. He's a piece of shit for that if that's what he did. But but my thing is this Lisa can tell you the same thing, I'm sure. But you go, you look at uh, uh, NWA, you look at the rap artists, the the African American rap artists, they fucking use this glorified lifestyle of crime and shit to make money. So they're, in a sense, they're painting themselves in this picture. This is true.
4: Rock and roll doesn't do that.
2: Didn't say it did, Sean, but what I'm saying is is that you can't you
4: can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say, well, he did this. Well, but you can't – wait, that, wait, it's okay, hold on a second. You can, but you can have your cake and eat it, too, if you're white. Uh, That's I, the biggest difference right there. How so? How
2: How is that so? Because, I mean, I don't agree with
4: how it. How is that so? So, just like what I said earlier, whites love Italian mafia movies they flock to them at the theaters. They worship Al Pacino and Scarface. It's everywhere. But if black people do the exact same thing with their culture, they're demonized for it.
2: Actually, 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 let me is stop. Let me, let me stop you there. One of the most successful, influential rap groups of all uh, in, in rap was a group called the Ghetto Boys. One of the people that's on there, a black gentleman, went on to a solo career. His name, or his stage name, Scarface. So it happens everywhere. And it's a matter, of, to me, it's a matter of if you choose to make it a white or a black issue. The problem is it's humanity in itself.
4: Okay. But blacks are demonized for having the same type of culture that whites have or have adopted themselves. Okay. That happens There's time and time black. again.
2: group of people. But not everybody
4: If you want to talk about rap music being misogynistic and evil towards women, calling them bitches and hoes and, and treating them horribly, go look at the rock, the rock videos of the 80s. They did the exact same thing with hair, hair bands and, and heavy mellow music, the exact same thing. But that was a bunch of white guys, so nobody gave a shit because it was hot white chicks dancing around. It wasn't black women, strong black uh, really, women, I think, I think dancing really- around in bikinis.
1: Actually I think the right wing was pretty much shitting on themselves most of the eighties. The conservative wow. movement and Ronald Reagan well, was shitting on themselves at the hair
0: movement. And um, Sean yeah. faced with Cuban drug dealers.
4: Well yeah, but Al Pacino I mean, is an Italian but 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 the yeah, point, but the point the is is, is that Al Pacino is an he Italian an not
0: American. Not it, the he was, was in the Godfathers.
4: And he was in The Godfather.
0: and He was in The Godfather. Al Pacino was in The Godfather. Al Pacino has
4: been in heat. Al Pacino has been in a thousand mafia type movies. That was the point I was trying to make.
0: Correct. But Scarface is not one of the Italian mafias.
4: No, it's not. But it's still a mafia movie starring an Italian American that white people love.
2: I, I don't think white or black. I think people like Scarface for the fucking violence of everything. Yeah. Violence is what they're buying into. Oh, yeah. They're buying into the, hell, goddamn, look at the, the latest show on Netflix, which I actually enjoyed a whole lot, was the um, Narcos, Narcos. Uh, Pablo Escobar, the, car, the, the Medellin Cartel. It's, it, I think it has everything to do with this fantasy life that we want to live, where yeah, we, we can do red. what we want to do now.
1: Uh, import six
2: million dollars a day. Law. I think that's what it's drawn to is the culture, not the, the race of this, that, and the other. I think it's the aspect of Jesus Christ, this is badass. We can, we can, uh, smuggle cocaine in and we can, oh, I don't like that guy, kill him. I mean, and it happened. I don't think it has anything to do with white, black, red, green, blue, or anything. I think it has everything to do well, with the fascination of the
4: but, country that we but,
1: all want
2: to be proud
1: of.
4: But, but Brad, you're the one that brought up. That blacks have this culture of violence in their their movies and that they worship gangsters. So I was just showing another side of it.
2: it. I I get that, Sean. But I'm saying you can't use that whole argument in their favor if they're using that just like I don't use that in my favor. I think I enjoy the movies for what they are. That doesn't make me a bad person.
4: No, I don't think it makes you a bad person if you like violent movies, but it makes you a person that would tend to use violence because that's what you, you know, like to watch. And that happens in both types of communities, whether it's African-American or white or any community. You do become what you watch, what you read, what you learn, what you observe. So that is a cultural problem in America. We worship violence. I mean, our country was founded on it.
1: I mean, we true, still continue most, to be at war. If that's true, though, one of the most popular genres amongst any race amongst young kids is rap music. And you don't see, you don't see a bunch of... You, you, you don't see that crossing the line, so to speak, whereas you see people choosing to become gangsters because they see this. White, black, Mexican, it doesn't matter. You see these young kids wanting to become thugs wanting to become so and so forth so they can be like the latest rap star it's not a white black issue it's a issue with the music it well, I
4: would, the so well I would agree with that
1: so but I would agree with that but use, I, I wouldn't demonize all the I would, culture against against saying that it's keeping the black people down if you then say that you agree that we're all pretty much put... We're all pretty much, you know... uh, I I didn't say pop
4: culture was... I didn't didn't say pop culture was bringing people down.
1: You said because black people are portrayed in a certain way, it influences them to a point where they act a certain way. But with that being said... Michael, if you
4: grew up... No, Michael, if you grew up seeing Cro-Magnon white men, such as yourself, being portrayed as criminals being portrayed as ignorant 24 hours a day on every television station, every commercial, every movie, you would feel a little bit bad about yourself, would you not?
1: I, no, honestly, cause, good God. Once again, going back to Jeff Foxworthy, holy shit. One of the biggest comedians in the game in the past freaking, since I was a little kid, so at least two, three decades going on now. And th- I don't feel like a redneck. I don't feel like a backwoods. I'm gonna go sleep with my cousin. Honestly, that's some of the funniest jokes, you know, making fun of white people. That I think, but that don't make me want to go sleep with my cousin or, you know, have a tractor p- parked out front because I realize it is what it is and it's comedy.
4: You're using the reference of a stand-up comedian. I'm talking about television programs. I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about every part of the media that's out there. The news. The news will portray more black crime over white crime in most urban areas.
3: Because
4: it okay? Even exactly. though whites commit just as many crimes.
2: But then that's not on me as a the white The scales male. are
4: tilted. The scales are tilted against blacks in society on how they are perceived.
2: Lisa, I don't. I mean, Lisa, you feel free to jump in. I just, I think mean, the media I, has put that out there for whatever reason. They don't talk about all the killings in Chicago.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, like the Cosby Show, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a negative portrayal of an African American person in the entire history of that period. Ran for, well, you could
4: you could talk for, you could talk about a lot of those sitcoms in the 80s that didn't portray things like they did on Good Times. What did they show on Good Times? The they actually showed people in the ghetto. They showed people struggling. They showed a, a reality right. of what was going on in and, black communities. Are we living
1: in the 80s, Sean, or are oh. we in a are we in a generation really. where we don't have access to that anymore? Why? Where we see different sorts of things being portrayed. You see, you, see, you see a gentleman on TV that's black and is a cop. You see things like that.
4: Again, right. it's not the majority of what you see. There have been many studies written about this throughout colleges all over America on how African Americans are portrayed in the media. Okay? And it's usually negative. It's not always negative, but it is usually negative. And that is impactful to small children when they see this every day. When they grow up watching television and they see negative stereotypes day after day after day, they have to feel bad about themselves. And they're just little kids. We internalize the things that we see like that.
2: I mean, I, I just, I, 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 try, um, I, I guess maybe, I mean, I used to watch a lot of television. And I just don't, I mean, I see it's maybe one. But I feel like Lisa said, I, I think the Cosby show portrayed a family.
1: Different, uh, what was that? Okay. Off
2: of the show?
1: Uh, a different world. different, different world. world that
2: was educated, you know. Uh, you saw, and, how, and, you know. You had how how many black base. television shows? In the episode on Christmas and Air. the cosmos Banks character was making fun of white people.
4: How many black television shows have actually been in prime time television in the history of our country compared to white television shows? I mean, just recently you had a Cheerios commercial with an interracial couple, a black man and a white woman, and the country went ape shit because a black man was with a white woman in a commercial. I it,
2: but I disagree with you, Sean. A I, I didn't, people. I never heard it. or saw
0: anything about yeah. that. I never
1: read That,
0: that a happened group. just what did that happen Sean, last year? That yeah, that
3: just happened last year. There's a commercial against Hall. A group of people w- went eight shit, not the country it as a whole. Seeing
2: what it you was You're It was all over social out.
4: media. They had to pull the commercial over the shit.
2: But that doesn't But Sean, we talked about it when it happened. We thought it. I thought it was a great commercial. Something Showed it got Yeah. One out everybody.
4: So but there did, were a lot of people did. that were against it. Well
1: then okay? so there a lot of people that are then you just can't generalize the whole white population by a few crazies, just like we talked about. I'm there's not
4: generalizing the whole was. population. But again, what I'm talking about is when little children see negative stereotypes time after time after time, and then they see a really cool commercial. Hey, look, there's a black dad and a white woman. That's pretty cool. And then they hear all the backlash. That's got to affect them too I mean there's just a lot of negative backlash Against the African American community That's not deserved
2: I mean you look at You look at the movie Sean The Save the Last Dance Based on interracial I mean Lisa you remember that movie I would
3: imagine
4: Yeah I mean I- again We probably need to have Some African Americans on the show to talk about this because I do not represent them very well because I'm obviously not African American. I only sympathize with the things that I've seen and the things that I've heard. And uh, I, mean, I can't, I can't empathize. And
2: I'm fine with that. I welcome anybody on the show, period, point blank. I'm not like the Cheerios commercial. I, I, had no problem with it. I didn't even think about it. When it went on, I thought, hmm, okay, that's cool. Going some Cheerios, man. But like, I think that seems to be some of the problems in the white community because I can identify with that. Is the fact that I'm not going to feel guilty for some shit I had nothing to do with, and just
0: no one's my, asking
4: to feel guilty for that.
0: I don't know why. I just I just Googled this, uh, the Cheerios commercial. It was not pulled. YouTube was forced to shut down the comments on the ad because okay. of the problems they're having with the negative commentary. But it did receive a lot of positive comments and it was actually brought back fourteen. 2014. Oh,
3: um, well, that's good. It
0: received a lot of positive comments. Uh, so, uh, disapproval from a minority, no pun intended, It's not an indication of a general uh, reaction to somebody. And you're, you're focused on the approval by the minority, and you're assigning that to everybody.
4: No, what I'm focused on is trying to bring a perspective that I obviously can't, but just trying to share things that I have read, things that I have looked at, that African Americans have talked about. Okay, studies that have been done that show that small African American children see themselves in a negative light because of what they see on television, because of the been, things that they see on the news. And that's really sad I because...
0: To, wait, wait, wait. I can relate to that for kids in the 60s, 70s and even up to the early 80s because there was uh, an, an inequality in casting and uh, whatever but Well you need to I look up these
4: studies You need to look them up and actually see what's going or, on uh, And, wh- and what they perceive
0: And the 2000s and, and especially now I don't see that as Prevalent uh, You know the 90s We just
4: had a black president for for, for Eight years and people treated him Like I'm dog shit because he was black
0: no. on, the big, We're talking about television Here the big series is in the 90s, L.O. LA Law, um, in the late 80s, uh, St. Elsewhere, uh, E.R., those featured characters of every race, every orientation, every gender. It was a mixed bag, and all were positively portrayed. No, the doctor, no, they all weren't. The no, they all weren't because there was a doc, there was a
4: black doctor on ER that was accused of rape and he was kicked off the show. I remember that very specifically. I remember Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington got AIDS and was kicked no. off the show. Okay, his character got AIDS. He was portrayed as a bad doctor back in the eighties. But
0: Denzel Washington.
4: I don't think that's right,
0: I so that was a fan of uh, St. elsewhere was it elsewhere I know uh a doctor on Grey's Anatomy something he did in public, in fact, yeah,
4: that got, got him picked off the show, but that that's but, but that didn't have you know, anything to do with what the writers did.
0: Hang on a second. I mean, you look
2: at successful African Americans: Oprah Winfrey, Jay Z, Kenneth uh, Frazier, Ursula Burns, Robert Johnson, Russell Simmons, Sean Combs. I mean, the opportunities are out there. That's you know, uh, and that's not even the the that that's there. You know, that's just a group of people that. That we'll never see, even as white Americans, because we'll never be the George Clooney's of the world or the Vince McMahon's uh, or the Ross Donald or Trump. Donald Trump's of the world where we have millions and millions of dollars. But there's successful African Americans, there's successful white women. And if I guarantee you, if you go and look, mm-hmm. most of your successful ones are going to be those ones that took themselves out of worse conditions than what it's been seen in today's youth. I'm talking about the 50, 60-year-old men that worked their ass off every single day and earned everything they got, and they were way more oppressed than a fucking 19-year-old today was. Okay. okay. So, I, mean, I mean, I want to draw opinion on that. You're telling me that a kid growing up in 1950 South Alabama, a black kid who gets out and makes it of himself, has it, has it way easier than a 19-year-old kid today? Bullshit.
4: Okay. So, again, you not being an African-American, not growing up in a ghetto, Section 8 housing, with a single mother that has two jobs that is never there, okay? You're 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 surrounded by gangbangers. You're surrounded by drugs. You're surrounded by crime and violence. What are the chances that child is going to be successful in life? Honestly, Carson, what are the chances?
1: Sean Diddy Combs, Jay-Z, uh, one of the chances, Morgan Freeman. What
2: are so the chances, Sean? That I'm surrounded
1: by uh, satanic music,
2: I'm surrounded by uh, inbred, incest, I'm surrounded by methamphetamine, and all this other stuff, what are the chances that I do what I do now and I'm successful? It's the same thing. I chose not to give in to that and live above what I had and rise above, excuse me, the opportunities of evil that presented themselves to me. I didn't make excuses. I didn't have it the easiest of times. I didn't have it the hardest of times.
4: I'm not saying you had the easiest of times.
2: But I'm not saying that. But you're saying that instantly because you're born a black male in today's society, that you're destined to fail. So you put the stigma out there that it's not even worth it. So do what you got to do. That's what I'm saying.
4: But there are degrees of difficulty you can't understand because you didn't go through, just like a poor white child in a meth trailer in Kentucky whose mother is on Social Security, right, because she's getting a crazy check. Now, there's a stigmata that that kid has to grow up with. His mom's crazy. She's getting a check. She's a meth head. Will that kid succeed? Probably not statistically, okay? Poverty affects all races, but it affects the African community a lot worse than it does the white community.
0: Okay. Sean, I, I want to just do a historical correction for you. Denzel Washington's character on um, St. Elsewhere. Uh, he did not contract AIDS. He realized late in his final season that medicine was his dad's dream and not his, and he quit and followed his girlfriend in this to build a new life. The character who contracted AIDS, AIDS was played by Mark Harmon, who's a white name. Well, So there was okay. no African-American character contracting AIDS as a major plot line. If you're talking about Denzel, Denzel's character
2: contracting AIDS, I wasn't that... Now, was Philadelphia, he... To Tom Hanks had AIDS. Tom right. exactly. Hanks was the right. pariah,
1: whereas Denzel was the hero.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, a successful black man, actually had AIDS from infidelity. Correct. Oh, I mean, it's just, I think, Sean, so. and I mean, right now, I'm going to tell you what I'm do, Sean. There's a very successful black male that wrestles with with me and and my roommate and even Michael uh, that wrestles and is actually very successful uh, in various promotions. The black gentleman, his name is Axon Jackson, um, John Allen, or John Holt, Jonathan Holt. I'm going to message him uh, when we get done and see if he can come on the show one night. He actually speaks out against bullying and other things like that. Um, Real respectable gentleman. And, I think he was born in Little Rock, I believe. He was. was. So fun. I want we can bring him on Sean, and if he's willing to do it, because obviously, you know, I don't want him to any opinion of his to interfere with his career going forward, you know, because he is a fan favorite. So you know, so I don't, you know, I hope you understand what I mean by that. You know, I don't want him to ruin anything by stating an opinion because he's in the entertainment, you know what I'm saying? I possibly, think, also. You know, i himself for a career, you know what I mean? But I will see if he's willing to do that because he's very, very articulate, well-spoken, and, and an awesome dude. Sure awesome dude. And a great talent, too, in the ring. So, uh, I will work on that, Sean, and actually see if we can possibly set something up. I'm, I won't see him this, this weekend when we do our show in Tuckerman, but because he's going to be in Dallas doing a show uh, but I would definitely see if I can get him on, Sean, and, and have his get his opinion on on this issue as a represent representative of that race. Yeah, that's all right.
4: Well, I think we need a collaboration of many before we we can't just pick one person.
2: So, well, I'm not. I understand that, but I'm saying we, we that may be something we would have to break down into various shows due to the fact that it's hard being in multiple locations, as, you know, we yeah. are, you being in one place, me being in another, and Michael here with me, but Lisa being in Louisiana, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to do, to moderate something like that, as we found out. It's hard to moderate between us as well. So, I think if we did one at a time and, you know, worked it in that way, that would be okay. With I mean, you know, I, I have no problem getting more. I would rather do research on multiple test subjects or say it, using that as a whatever, or opinions, I guess, however you want to say it, as opposed to just taking one guy's side of the story. Kind of yeah. like if I was to interview you, didn't know you, you obviously have your opinion about things and maybe didn't have the environment that you're you're talking about, you know. So it could be totally different. But it'd be nice to just get that perspective, and I have no problem with that. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. I, would, <laughs> I would like to get Dr. Carnell West on the show, too. That would be awesome as well.
2: Oh, I would love to. And and, and and let me go in. If people are listening, obviously we're not live on the air. We're, this is part of what we call our overtime segment. But we will be back uh, under a different name. It'll be the same thing. But I think and I think that that's going to help open the show up to more outside influence from guests and whatnot. And, and we appreciate everyone that's listening to the show. I know we all sound like we want to beat the shit out of each other half the time. <laughs> but uh, I promise you that's not the case. Pepper, Leakman, Except Sean. for Michael, I'd like to swallow the shit out of him. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, but
1: that's because I want Scarface and shit. I'm kidding. Yeah. And I want to go... I'm sorry, Sean, it was cheap. I don't it again. I want to go throw a, a Mower in the front yard. I will say, though, I will say this.
2: Uh, my life is now super complete. Super complete. Super complete. You want to know why it's super complete? Because... Lisa gave me two of the best lines I've ever heard in my entire life that came out of left field. I wasn't even expecting them. I mean, when she made the comment, and and I quote, she blew him twice and she never gave a blowjob or whatever. I mean, I had to mute my mic and (laughs) I fell on the floor. That's the type of radio that I enjoy doing. It's just unadulterated,
1: whatever needs to be said, it comes. Well, but Brad, because of popular culture, we got to go cook meth in the trailer now. So we got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
4: Michael also has to blow a few people to pay for it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so due to popular
2: culture, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go. I had a hard day of chemistry class. So, Jesse's waiting on me downstairs in the Winnebago. We're going to go out to the desert. I'm going to strip down to my logging (laughs) tires and my flabby tits and then hang my pants out on the uh, <coughs> rear-view mirror and get back to cooking some really good blue shit.
1: <laughs>
2: uh. I, I think that was a mic drop. That was a mic drop. It was, it was, I mean, i totally get though. Yeah. it. not take anything away from what Sean was saying. Uh, you know, obviously, I can't identify fully. I can give my perspective, my observation on it, just like Sean can. Just like you can, just like Lisa can. But another successful show tonight, I think. Yeah. We didn't have a guest, so we had to ramble on for what now is two hours and a couple of minutes. Got into porn, and
1: that's always successful.
2: Hey, anytime you can bring up a porn (laughs) rep and and not say you do some weird shit over there. (laughs) I will will say that for some reason, Walgreens just tweeted out that they are out of Vaseline. Uh, and Michael's been gone for twenty minutes, so <laughs> I don't really know what that means. Michael's been over. Awkward. It's all the all the time. But anyway, um, so is there any final thoughts? Oh, 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 oh! Lisa, do you happen to have one this evening? Do I have what? Do you happen to have a dumb criminal? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> i got two. Uh, of you She's got two. Okay. Is that, is, I, I is don't, don't
4: do have my process process. Can you do me a favor?
2: No, sure. Could, could you do me one favor?
0: Sure. If you happen to
2: have one that involves a male suspect in his name, could you change his name for me?
0: <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> I, I like giving credit where credit is due. Yeah. All right We have two geniuses From Mississippi tonight They were apparently uh, On Gauze Boulevard In Slidell It was just prior to a parade the Mardi Gras starts this week, Last weekend And they were trying to sell TV Out of the back of their truck
3: oh Well the Slidell
0: police get a call They come over They think the TVs are stolen, so they ask to look at the serial numbers. The gentlemen cooperate, and the police discover that the TVs are not TVs. They are hollowed-out shells with rocks inside, so the rocks will be heavy. (laughs) Mr. Sims and Mr. Bradley, they're two gentlemen from Mississippi, were both arrested and booked into Slidell City Jail over the weekend for theft by fraud. Uh, they're in St. Tammany Parish, which is not a good place for them to be. And um, they, have, they were apparently taking money and then not giving people the TV shells. So they're in some pretty interesting big trouble in Louisiana. Flood uh, out police said "When most, uh, most of the time when someone approaches you in a parking lot trying to sell electronics, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Walk away and call police. And that's the dumb criminal for tonight. Well,
2: Sean, I, here's what I figured we would do. Um, I figured we would let Lisa do her dumb... Dumbest criminals. We would do Michael or Sean. Why don't you give us? We'll keep the American idiot tradition. Just off the top of your head, I'll do the dumb law. I'll get back in that. We'll do the dumb law segment. Give me an American idiot. Michael, you just be you and just sit there. There we go. So Sean, give us your American idiot of the week. Just off the top of your head. Um, I would
4: just have to say that it would have to be Donald Trump again. He hit my uh idiot of the week again for claiming to be a feminist. And trying to say that he wanted equality for everybody when we absolutely know for sure 100% that the man's not a feminist. He hates women, degrades them, and it's just terrible towards them. So, yeah, he's my idiot of the week for even trying to pretend to do that.
2: I understand that completely. And now for your dumbest laws, we're going to go to the – let's go to Connecticut. And let's say – here we go. In Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen, it is illegal. It is illegal, and it is not allowed to keep town records
1: where liquor is sold. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense, though. You don't want to be drunk and make town records or something. I mean, I don't know how many town records would be in liquor establishments, though. I mean,
2: I don't understand the reasoning behind that, nor do I understand that it is in order in Connecticut, though. If you eat a pickle, Mm -hmm. you're not technically eating a pickle unless it bounces. So is there like a test? (laughs) So before you eat a pickle and can say that you eat a pickle in Connecticut, you must allow it to hit the floor and or any surface and it must bounce for it to be considered a pickle.
1: There's are definitely pretty clean floors in Connecticut.
2: I don't understand either one of those. The fact that you would even put a law in the books about a pickle the uh, Town Hall, maybe they're selling alcohol the Town Hall. Either. I mean, depending yeah.
1: on what you're talking about, you can make a law about a pickle. No idea.
2: Uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, next week we are going to be under a new moniker that will be Pulse, the Pulse. And hopefully, we have a pulse at the end of, <laughs> at the beginning of next week's show. For myself, Sean Castleberry, Mister Perfect Hair, and the ever knowledgeable Lisa O'Brien. This has been the American Idiot Show For January 29, 2018 We will see y'all back here February 5th Same back time, same back channel We're out